We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. And it's a big goddamn week this week. I'm excited. We have one of my favorite hip-hop groups of my high school years. Up until now, still putting out great records again. The Cool Kids, Chuck English, Sir Michael Rocks, on the podcast today for a 40-minute interview that is fucking outstanding. Got deep, got into the music industry, got into so much, and we also have a guest host this week. And we have a lot to talk about with this man. Because he's gone on a journey, a spiritual yeah. journey, an enlightening journey. Mr. Johnny Congos, how are we? What's up, Colin? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, dude. Uh, Kenny, obviously, so, well, Dante's going to be here shortly, but let's talk to Kenny. Kenny, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Johnny, first Did you off, guys fire Dave or what? Yeah, he's Dave's gone. Dave's at a baseball game. Yeah, Dave's gone. I fired him. <laughs> <laughs> we killed him ceremoniously, dude. He's not funny anymore, so he's gone. Nah, yeah. Um, he told me the other day that he could out-karate my karate, and I was like, <laughs> you your mind? have you lost your goddamn mind? He said like, he could out-karate you? Huh? Have you done karate? <laughs> so from like... Three, ages three to like 18 like way too long but not karate didn't you do uh what's it called taekwondo taekwondo yeah same you shit. did taekwondo like, forever for like and i was on like a demo team we used to travel around the state putting on shows and sh like you know you see those, like guys who run and jump off the knee and do a flip and kick a board off the thing that's what i used to do you were the guy holding the board yeah yeah i was the guy <laughs> off the sidelines the first alternate <laughs> kenny you know you've been on this podcast for over a year and you've never mentioned the fact that you want a traveling taekwondo team <laughs> It's hard to find the right time to slip in something like sure. That. Here, here's how it goes. I would bring it up first. Yeah. But... Hi, my name's Kenny Carkeet. I was once a team member of a traveling Taekwondo <laughs> team. Is like today, you know, we've got Colin, Dante, Dave, and Taekwondo champion Kenny. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! I did not know that. That's amazing. Johnny, did you ever do Taekwondo? No, I did karate. Like, uh, what I think it was called Shotokan, like the Japanese, like. Japanese karate when I was a kid though you guys are cooler than me what the fuck dude? I don't know if it's cooler I used to be so embarrassed to go like after because it was at our school we had to go after school and like go put your gi on and everything and for, you know when you're like 14 it's yeah, at that dude. age where like you think like you're trying to impress <laughs> girls and like it's not like these days if I was going to like I don't know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, whatever the shit everyone's all into you know See, that's yeah. the thing I did it till I was like almost 18 so it was like Way, way too long. <laughs> Kenny's out here trying to get that Taekwondo well, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Northeast Philly, you just fought with bricks. You didn't even bother. Say, to karate it. lessons were on the basketball court. Yeah, remember those fucking shitty, uh, do you remember the shitty like anti-weed commercials? It was like a kid playing basketball and a bunch of dudes walked up to him like, yo, you want to smoke this weed? And he's like, nah, fool, I smoke fools like you on the basketball court. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but it sounds like every other anti-weed ad stupid. I watched the Pete Davidson special last night, and he was like, I like to smoke weed, only because the anti-weed commercials are so bad. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah, I want that fall into the couch weed, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we have Johnny here. I want to do a quick thing with Johnny and then go right into the Cool Kids interview because I know people are going to be looking for this shit. Because, by the way, the clip that we just put out is one of my all-time favorite clips of Chuck English saying that the fall of culture and hip-hop started with white women wearing dirty air force ones and it's probably my favorite quote <laughs> of all time yeah. uh, and we're going to get into that but real quick the reason we have johnny here is because me and him were talking this week 
And I happened to notice on his Instagram, he said, I've taken a small break from social media to go on a journey of discovery. Can you tell us what you found thus far? I was on social media the whole time, so I didn't find much. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even, honestly, it wasn't even a break from social media. Like, I'm trying to think, in July, I just got to the point of like, fuck this shit. I I couldn't come up with any more shit to say on social media. Like, I get there every day, but that one was like real, where I was just like, all right, I have nothing left to say. Which, (laughs) And it's not like I was saying anything important to begin with. I don't know. Don't you ever get that way? Dude, I get that way all I. I'll be like, all right, I'm getting back on social. I got a camera. I bought a green screen. I bought <laughs> I bought all the shit. One video, like never do it again. I spent like three days making a Twitch account to stream, like making music and stuff like that. Had a friend help me over Zoom, the whole thing. Streamed once, never did it again. I just, I, I feel like I, I, I want to care about stuff and then I do it and I don't care. But now I don't feel bad about not caring. So I just stop. No, do you know what it is, Kenny? You have shame. And that's what most people on the internet don't have. It's like, <laughs> there's a part of you that most people push down where they're like, I don't actually have anything interesting to say. I'm not that, like, I'm not, I don't know, some podcaster who's interviewing, like, I don't know, NASA scientists or whatever, something interesting. And most people are just like, shut up. We're going to keep doing this. And that's what I do most of the time. But then eventually, sometimes it gets too big. I'm like, I can't, I just can't keep doing this. It's funny, though, how much I ingest content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both creating it. I uh, The thing is, I have Kenny, Dave, and Dante to constantly bounce. And then the whole fucking band. So I feel like I never really like hit that wall. Like also, I don't feel like I have the option to hit that wall anymore. Like I feel like I've dug myself into this hole of podcasting and shit that I'm like, all right, I just gotta keep churning it out. It hasn't got band that had some sort of funding, I would spend all of our money on a social media manager, of which there's billions out these days. Oh, yeah, but have you ever met a good one? Yes. Who? Ashley Can you send me their number? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Ashley Osborne, who's the world's biggest photographer right now, uh, she, we found her at like a digital arts company in LA and she, we hired her as our social media uh, creator and she killed it. She like, you know, changed the, the vibe and the aesthetic and all this stuff. Then she started taking photos. Now she's like on 21 Pilots tour for the last two years traveling. Okay, world. but that's not so, but you, you were still doing your tweets and stuff. Like she was just pr- providing editing content, like getting all the, the aesthetic together. She would be like, Hey, today we need to do this today. Tomorrow we need to do this. Okay. That's it. fine. Cause when it, when we were at the label, we had a bunch of companies that were going to help our social media and they were going to learn our voices and that. And it was just a nightmare because all you end up doing is like emailing back and forth That's and so, then never getting anything done. So fucking lame though, dude. It's so fucking yeah. lame in my opinion. Like, so we said, fuck you, watch this. We're going to get three to four likes on each photo <laughs> from here on out and prove you guys wrong. I don't know. I think for me, it's just like, it is your voice. Like, I, I don't want anybody else talking for me. I feel like I can say enough shit. I don't know. Like, in the end, like, this is actually a really good segue into the Cool Kids interview because so much of this, for the fact that they came up on MySpace and they were one of the early adapters of the internet, they have a really good grip on why the fuck shit is so stupid now. And it's it's a really interesting the, the name of their record that just came out this year was before shit got weird. And the point of that was that they really were the last group, like the last like time before shit got really fucking weird. And it's weird right now. I'm not going to like we were talking during the interview. Have you guys seen this fucking viral thing? that's going around with the white girl who keeps rapping the words period, uh, period, uh, have you seen that shit? 
No. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, well, you're I'm still gonna, alive. I'm, I'm, you probably so, exci- I'm so excited to have something to live for now. Well, so it's the worst. It's two minutes of this fucking random girl just doing this. And I tweeted out from the on the guest list account. I will bet green fucking money that this whatever the fuck is going on here is signed by next week by a major label. And I brought it up to Chuck on the interview and he was like, yo, she's already signed. And I was like, I fucking <laughs> knew it, dude. I should have cashed that bet. And he was actually he was actually like. She's actually pretty funny if you follow, like, the social media side of it. She's, like, a content creator. But, like, that to me, that is, like, the death knell to me of, like, holy shit, does music matter anymore? Like Dude, the, biggest, it- exa- biggest example, that Dutch female rapper. Oh, God. I check with oh, yeah. like Amy Baby or something like that. Party to Yeah. Oh, hi. Fuck them all. Fuck them by. Yo, Interscope. Signed to fucking Interscope. Well, that's the thing. Like, where where are we at? Like, is music anything but background noise for content now? No, it's just. I love that you just keep asking these same questions. But this is what I've missed for three months: is you asking the questions we already know the answer to. Everything's over. The world's <laughs> ending. Give up. Just retire. Yeah. Get a no. job doing something real. Music's no. the worst thing ever. No, it's not. <laughs> and this is actually the re- one of the reasons Johnny here is because I sent him like I sent Kenny, who never gave me fucking feedback. I oh, sent yeah. the new the new single, the new mix of the new single, and Johnny actually gave me really good notes. Which, by the way, I'm a fucking gamer. I'm going to the studio right after this to implement all the fucking changes that people have given me. Like at least some of them. Oh, yeah. um, don't don't do them all because then you're just you got to keep you got to hold a piece of yourself there. Well, no, you know what's funny though, because you. And Mark Robert from OAR actually gave me some of the same notes. And it was blatant things like the bridge that wasn't finished yet. Yeah. Um, and, and the spot for the pre-course, which I don't want to give too much in. You know, All of us favorite notes is that I've ever gotten for any song. And Johnny, I fucking know you've gotten this. And Colin, probably you too. I think the bridge is the chorus, man. Or something oh like that. Oh my god. Like, fuck. Because the thought of rearranging a song and then trying to figure out how now these transitions work and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'll throw the song in the trash. Yes, absolutely. Dude, my brothers, that that's like what I'm known for with my brothers is I write choruses that are literally bridges. Oh, yeah. And they're like, this is great. I love this. It does not belong in this song. Take it. <laughs> so we chop up a song, like, come with me now. Had It was literally like a five and a half minute song that had this section that ended up being another song of us called Take Me Back. And in Take Me Back is another cool song. Like, I really love that song of mine. And thank God everyone was like, take this shit out of Come With Me Now and go find another home for it because it doesn't fucking belong here. It's so tough to do that. It's oh, yeah. What do they say? Like, kill your babies or kill, like whatever that phrase is, you know, like whatever you, you as the artist love the most is probably what you need to get rid of because you're too close to it. You know who mm. used to do that shit all the fucking time is Max, because I would basically catch <laughs> out like a skeleton beat, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, whatever. And he'd sit on the couch and start writing to it. And then he'd be like, yo, I think this other part's the chorus. And you're like, but it doesn't flow that way. Okay, so now I take this, I move this, and then it doesn't work, and you're like, throw it in the trash. I get so frustrated. So yeah, it's funny. kind of the cool thing working with Max is because he's so technically unastute, whatever the word for that is, doesn't like literally doesn't even know what a computer is. But it's amazing because the rest of us just fucking stare at screens and make music with screens, and he's actually there like listening. Yeah, using well, I'm not, like musicians used to, where it's like this doesn't work here, and you're like, no, no, but I can see, I can see yeah. the colors, and the colors look like it work. And he's I like, don't no, know, it doesn't. I don't the grid I, I don't know a goddamn thing about production. I know nothing. I like I am fully with someone who like I need everything farmed out. I cannot sit behind a computer and fucking like pro, like program my own shit. I can't do that. I have no interest in doing it. 
My brain doesn't work that way. It's fine by me. Like, I don't care. Kenny's brain does work that way, which is good for Kenny. Uh, and yeah. I don't know. Are, are you are you more on the production side, like the engineering side? Yeah, I mean, we all are. But I, I definitely see the other side of that where it's there's you get hung up in too many things because you're trying to, you know, you're EQing a fucking hi-hat mic and trying to write the song and figure out the structure of the bridge, which if you get it right, I love that. It's like when there's a, a movie that's a written by, directed by movie, you know, it's like it's one person's vision. I love that. But you also get bogged down in all the details and that can be kind of annoying. Hey, two things. Okay, one you got to take into account that these days with, with how easy it is to create at home studios, a lot of the writing comes from production these days, right? Like I'll yeah. write songs knowing what I want to do in, to it in Pro Tools after I record it. So like part of that production, because part of the writing, it's different than just writing on an acoustic guitar. It's like, that's how I do this it. Delay gave me an idea to write a completely different part. Secondly, Johnny, who's the best mixer of the Congos brothers? Oh, you're going to start a fight here, Kenny. Yeah, no, I know. I want to know. Who, th who thinks they're the best? Hey, listen, it depends song to song, Danny or Jesse, for yeah. sure. Like, I do you know what? I can do a very good rough mix. I have, like, big ideas. I'd be like, this section needs to be, like, guitars really out front and focused. Yeah. When it gets down to the details of making sure everything's heard, I just create, like, this fucked up mess of soup. Well, and you, need, you need someone like Jesse or Danny to really just be like, clear this up you know you're telling me that your three thousand dollar headphones don't give you good misses <laughs> these ones well, yeah those ones yeah. my mess yeah. sounds so good in these but that's the problem is it sounds good in those and you try and listen to it anywhere else and everyone's like yeah. i can't hear what you're hearing <laughs> I, I found these headphones i don't even know whose these are i have I, no idea <laughs> i mixed for a while in my in-ears which was interesting oh was yeah so we had these single driver in-ears from future sonics like it's a single driver you know how every in-ear company's like we've got 35 drivers you know like in a fucking in-ear this size but these were single driver and the things that sounded great on that was like old records if you listen to like lucille by little richard or whatever it just sounded i think exactly how it should have sounded and then every now and then i'd listen to our records and be like this sounds bad and i know something's wrong with our record like we need to fix that it should be able to sound good on this single driver headphone damn that's fucking actually really cool i love listening to nerd talk because it, i don't like it just goes over my dome like there's no like i just don't what i keep i haven't seen johnny in so long i know look at you dude is that your garage where i am no, this is the my studio. Well, yeah, it used to be a garage. We converted it into the studio. Or was it already converted? Dude, the guy that owned this house previously, it was he used it as a workshop. It was a three-car garage with like garage doors over there. Oh, that's but sick. he like he was one of those owners that did everything better than he should have. Right. So there was like insulation. The roof's great. The floor is great. I basically had to close the garage doors and it was like a house. And so it, building a studio too, right? Yeah, he's almost done. He just, he had a little room, but he's been like soundproofing it and doing yeah. a bunch of stuff. He's ready to get that out. Dylan's is looking also really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how yeah. many studio guys, how many studios do you guys need to make mediocre music? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I just heard your mix. Your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping this would happen. This is good. Uh, but no, I will be working on that tonight. But Johnny, to answer your question before we get into the interview, uh, we keep talking about this shit because things keep popping up that just make me scratch my head and wonder about the worth of what everybody does. But on that note, I think we're actually we had a great conversation in the within the Cool Kids interview where we talk about there is going to be somebody, hopefully, 
that will come and break the matrix. And we don't know who it is. I said, I don't know if that person's born yet, but eventually maybe something gets better or maybe it all dissipates. I don't fucking know, but that's why we're here. I guess, I guess that's why we have these conversations. Yeah. It's like as, as cynical and like much of a hater as I am about everything, like someone always comes along and does something really freaking cool. And that's, that is, that's the one, that's kind of the thing that keeps you actually interested. Cause you're like, I want to do that. I want to be the person that does something cool. You just gotta you know? find. You just gotta. You have to wade through more shit to find it these days. Like that yeah. record, that Tame Impala record, the new. Dude, Phoenix. there's these kids that I came across like on Instagram. You know, there's always like the little jazz kids that play at the speed of light and their fingers. Like I always find that shit. Like it's impressive. It's like it sounds like robots. And you yeah. know, it's it. There's these kids though. Anderson Pock signed them to his label or his imprint or whatever. I think their names are JD Beck and Domi. It's I'm like listening. really out there, like experimental jazz stuff, but it's the first time in a long time that I've heard anything interesting done in jazz. Like, I know that's not your guy's thing, but like, that's what, oh, I, I, what I was super interested into. And it's been dead since like literally 1968, in my opinion. And these kids have come out of nowhere. I say kids that, I don't know, they might be like 45 and they, they look like kids to me. They, like literally, they just look like little kids playing keyboard and drums. 45 since you were 10. <laughs> yeah, but they, dude. they are they're incredible and people are starting to catch on to them obviously like way before me like anderson pock signed them and doing this this cool stuff so check them out like that's the first thing where i was like ah something refreshing from like young people what's really cool about jazz is that it's really easy because there's no wrong note true <laughs> don't know true that. dude yeah it's a lot harder to write a three chord punk song yeah i'm telling you power chords <laughs> are not easy <laughs> Yeah. Um, off, off that question about age, how old were you when you started getting a beard? Like, how long have you had that husky ass beard for? I wait, can, yeah. I, can we can we guess? Yes. Yeah, I want to guess. Guess. Go for it. I'm trying to turn off my air conditioning. I'll let you guys do that. I want. I want to say that you started shaving freshman year of high school. Colin, I'm gonna go eighth grade. Ooh. You're both completely wrong. I was. It was late. What I would say, like senior year of high school, I could get like a tiny little goatee going, <laughs> and then I don't know what happened. Somewhere between then and like twenty two, I turned into a gorilla. What great is that? Colin's gonna go searching the internet for young photos of you, and when you say that, it's gonna pop up. <laughs> yeah, I think what's great is the fact that me and Kenny are so facially hair challenged, and you're sitting over here with this beautiful, beautiful man beard. It's gorgeous. I feel like in Austin, you have to have a beard now or some kind of colored hair or tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, so i got to do the beard thing. Dude, who is first, Portland or Austin to the beard? Who's, who's what? Friendlier? Who is first? Oh, first? Portland or Austin? Probably Portland. Who's fucking lamer? Portland, for sure. You think so? You should get blue hair oh. with your beard and just start yelling at people and calling them fascists all the time. Just fucking <laughs> go and just be a blue-haired weirdo and just start yelling at people. I'd have to care about stuff to do that. It's so difficult being someone that cares and yells at people. Do you know how? Have you tried that ever? No, I don't give a fuck about anything, dude. Everybody mad about anything. I'm like, are you? How bored? Are you bored, dude? Go, dude. Dye your hair blue and go fucking glue your hand to the counter of a Starbucks and demand the vegan shit be free. Yo, <laughs> that's banging. That's a good marketing ploy. Or actually, go glue your hands to the counter of a Starbucks and then just rant about something completely unrelated. You know who would <laughs> fucking do that? You know who would do that? Tom Max. Marlo. 
<laughs> Tom Morello would do that, dude. Like I'm fighting for Starbucks unions. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. All right, before we get too heavy here, we're going to get into some more conversation. Dante will be in in a minute. Let's get into our interview with Chuck English and Sir Michael Rocks, the motherfucking cool kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, and it's a long time coming. We've talked about these guys a ton on the podcast. True legends, true pioneers, Sir Michael Rocks, Chuck English, the cool kids. What's up, boys? How we doing? How we doing? Yo, yo. what's going yeah. on, man? Yeah, we were just talking off air, Chuck, and we were talking about uh, I got a good friend of mine who's a friend of yours, longtime friend, Andrew Barber from Fake Shore oh, yeah. Drive. Yeah. So last week I found out you guys were coming on. I was losing my mind. And I texted Barber and I was like, yo, we got the cool kids. And he was like, yo, I was with them five fucking minutes ago. <laughs> That's the man right there. But uh, I, I was telling Mikey that I'm a nerdy cool kids fan. Like I'm 08 fucking big sale house party. And I was saying my wife knows one song like all the way through one rap song. She can go top to bottom on and it's house party. So I just want to say thank you for the memories, dude. I, I love I fucking love the cool kids, man. That's my mother's favorite song, too. Is it? <laughs> I like this song, but it's like one of our first ones we made. So I beat that shit to death. But I yeah. know I, I love the energy it uh, it creates. When like, right. Or not, it's, it's really nothing like it. I mean, it, it, it's to me like I have so many memories of me, my brother and my then girlfriend, now wife riding around that in high school, just bumping that knowing every fucking word. And you guys shaped a lot of my taste in hip hop, like from a young age. Um, I'm from, I'm 30 now. So like that was legitimately my come up period. That's when I was finding music. That's when I found fake shore drive. I found you guys. Right. And we, we romanticized that era of hip hop a lot. The blog era, if you want to call it that. Right. And, uh, I, I thought like, we talk about you guys a lot on the podcast from the perspective of you guys did things differently in a time when people weren't doing it that way. You were going through MySpace, you were going through the internet. And I think the, the name of the new record before shit got weird has a lot to say about where we are now in like the hip hop landscape. So I guess my first question is, what do you guys think of hip hop now? Like, do you think that like kind of like the incubation period for artists is different? The way people are moving is different. Like, how do you view the game right now? Uh, whew, that's a good ass question. Thank um, you. But it's not like uh, it's stumping me. It's just a good ass question because I feel like the audience and listeners are now getting to this point. I feel like a lot of artists that spend on you know spend time uh you know manicuring whatever they're making to be like the perfect like you know to be perfect kind of like you know perfect is is not even real but in your head doing your best you know what i mean i feel like the artists have felt like that wasn't respected for probably the last couple years like it doesn't it doesn't matter some of my closest uh acquaintances in this have probably dropped some of the coolest best albums in the past three four years and facts you know what I'm saying? We all doing the same shit. So my 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 total opinion is, yeah, things have shifted, man. It's shifted down to, you know, we we're 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 tap dancing for apps. Yeah. And uh but people gotta understand too, they took CDs away. They took Thanks. they took the purchasing power away, they took the website away, they took every single thing away, and now everybody's like Oh, music sucks. Well, music sucks because there's nowhere to listen to it. Yeah. You forced everybody to these streaming platforms that could give two fucks. They just, literally don't give a flying fuck. As and long as a thousand records come out a day, they're winning. Dude, you know how many songs drop a day on Spotify? Yeah, like 12,000. 
It's forty four thousand a day. Oh, even damn. Worse. Yeah. How even fucking there. dystopian is that? Like, how but bad does also, that suck? Also, everybody couldn't make a song and put it out ten years ago. Now you can just put it out, and now on my Discovery Weekly is somebody just freestyling in their dorm room and can drop it. And now I have to compete with that. Not to say I have to compete with it, but when you're searching or you're looking for something to discover in the middle of like new cool kids records is this like slapstick, you know, dick talk, uh, ping pong, beer pong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that shit still, that, that can sit where our sits now. So People have no clue which is which. They just are like, fuck it. I'll just wait till the song ends up in in my life. Or, you know, like it's a big song on TikTok. So now you can take the song and and do your own shit with it. So it's like we've 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 slutted music out so bad that we're wondering why it is the way it is. Isn't it but, fucked? Isn't it fucked up that like so much more music exists now, but it means so much less? Like it really, it doesn't so much mean more information, and people are stupid. It's like yeah. you can't overseason shit and expect it to taste good. Like Facts. it has to be sprinkled. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not a. Yes, yeah, it's, it's this is where we're at, and it's ran by people that. You know, they wasn't that cool. They didn't. You know, they didn't. They didn't have to study. They didn't collect shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? A&Rs and music people that don't listen to music and Bro, we got car it. and they not listening to nothing but what's hype or, you know, they ain't only going to the show if it's, you know what I'm saying, something that they're a part of for work. They have no discovery left. So, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty crazy. We got to let go of the the era of, like, tech guys and tech CEOs being, like, the rock stars of our generation like that that's kind of got to die because what happened was they're the guys that run all the companies uh that distribute every facet of entertainment now and uh they're not the rock stars man we got to just swallow that pill and accept that these are these are tech number guys man and when tech number guys run music you get you know you get what we got right now you get forty-four thousand songs a day and uh you get algorithms that change every second and you get uh you know you get five star actors and celebrities yeah. all doing the same little tiktok challenge to make sure that they're you know being seen so we gotta just uh shift our focus again on like who who we let run every facet of entertainment like this bro you know what it is too to me like because i like i totally agree with that because you talk to industry people they become more and more like less imaginative like they don't see they don't things. have no, that's not that's not what they're there for anymore. No, not at all. But the thing is, they don't do shit unless it's already popping. Like they don't see something and say, like, we can cultivate this. Like no. I got a, a really good friend of mine. His name is Armani White. He actually just blew up on TikTok, yeah. which is weird because Armani is not like that dude. Like I don't know how to put this, but like Armani's been putting out fucking great records. He toured with Vince Staples for like ten years. He's been grinding his ass off, and he has one song that blows up on tiktok and now he's signed to def jam and fucking going around the world hanging out with fucking jid and shit it's funny to see the fact that armani's been popping for this long in putting out great music but it took one thing for these people to say like oh we can capitalize on this no doubt yeah um i love that song but you know what's funny about that is you dj that song or you put it in your set they only know the part that's on tiktok yep they've never even let the rest of the song rock which is, you know, for somebody like me that always can find the cue points and how things shift and 
you know, my predictive talents have always like helped me more than hinder me. So if I see, you know, a year ago, the songs suck and they're big on TikTok. Now the songs are good and they're big on TikTok yeah. and it's stripping it of whatever it could be. Like the Munch song, the Munch song is kind of fire, yeah. but it's only fire when it first started. Right. Now that everybody has their hands on it, can make their own remix, do their own versions. Now it's like they don't even respect Shorty that did it. Now it's right. like they don't even see that, you know, her her, her verses was kind of fire. You know what right. I'm saying? The video was kind of cool. It was different. But now it's not because if you circle a cycle, like, like for example, if you wash your clothes like 77 times a day, them bitches going to wear out. Yep. Like your white tee is no longer a white tee and you have it in the wash machine, which is fucking nuts, right? You're washing it. But over time is losing this. You know what I'm saying? A white tee is still bleached. So the, the cotton is going to come out. It's going to it's going to look uglier. Damn, that's so heavy like, as fuck. When you play shit and, and we got all of this access to just do whatever the fuck we want with something with no real intention of appreciating it. It ain't gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody only knows about the big Glock talk Billy Eilish. Ask somebody else about the rest of the song or ask somebody what the sample is. That's even crazier. Dude, that was my first reaction. I was like, how'd you get your hands on a Nori sample? They don't know the sample. They don't even know where it came from. And now Nori is just drink champs. He ain't even super thug no more. Right. (laughs) You got so much information. There's no reason to even go and do your history. When I got on, when me and him got on, you couldn't tell me shit about like 1987 hip hop, what came out that year, like what Rock Him and Eric B had on, while they, what they were rocking no. on the back of their covers. I like, talk was, about this all the time. There's this weird thing. Like I said, I'm fucking 30, so I'm caught in the middle of these two generations in a certain perspective. But yo, when you go to young kids and you'll bring up something from like, I don't know, Illmatic, like even something as legendary as that or Biggie, and they're like, I don't even know no, what that is. Kids don't give a fuck about they Illmatic. They don't give a fuck. It's so weird. <laughs> like, about Illmatic. Like for me, when I was a kid, like I never wanted to be able to have a conversation with an adult where I couldn't go yeah. reference for reference i wanted to be able to prove that i knew my shit like that's so weird that that doesn't you know exist anymore you just you just said it right there man this the shift happened when kids it was no longer cool to to like wanting to uh be a grown-up or grow yeah. up or or to or to want to or have a conversation with adults you know like there came just some point after i don't know when it was it wasn't too long ago probably no longer than 10 years ago where it wasn't cool to kind of like know anything about who came before you or what was so happening before weird. you or, or or something of that nature, man. Cause it got into that like old head versus kids generation after a minute when, you know, when I was coming up, it wasn't like that. It was just like, yo, people who were here before you run the shit and you need to know what you're talking about right. uh, when you're talking to them and figure it out. Cause they run the shit. And if you want to do it, you need to have them on your side. Then it became some certain point where it's just like, all right, teenagers run everything now. Like the marketing of all these companies and every dollar spent on ads and everything, it just started becoming more and more teeny than ever. Like it didn't used to be as teen so fucking weird, bro. And now it's like, it's super teened out because example, of tic- the t- it's, it's really the, the TikTok kind of, generation of of influencer and of content creation it kind of just hyper focused on like this area of 
12 to 16 year olds in this kind of who weird. don't know shit which is just weird like they're like i don't like do you ever go on twitter and you see someone put up a thing it's like yo this era was a vibe and it was three fucking years ago and you're like that's yeah, not yeah, it's, that shit's still new it's yes yeah, it's, it's, it's wild that's how recyclable shit is i got something for you bro go this is where we live air force ones is dirty the whole yeah. country is rocking dirty air forces, bro. And it's almost a thing. Like, you go anywhere, you get a group of, like, especially, like, you get a group of young white women. They, yep, don't even care. they don't even care what the history of them bitches are. They don't give a fuck. You can even get a, a group of, you get you whole, like, multicultural. Yeah. Look down at their feet. You about to go into an amusement park, look down at their feet. They don't give a fuck. And then... You got a whole country wearing black and white panda dunks. Them bitches wasn't even fresh when I was a kid. How they? What are y'all passing around? What kind of information is y'all subscribing from? Dude, I still, <laughs> like, I, I still remember when the Air Force Ones had their 20th year anniversary and Jules Santana did a fucking song for the Air Force One like right. anniversary. And that shit was crazy. Rakim, Nas, and Kanye did a whole song for it too. Yes, they did a whole they, record for it. Nelly gave you a song talking about that these is what you put on when your fit is crispy, yep. and we are now here. Post-COVID, these bitches can be dirty around the swoosh, which I <laughs> Now, your, your, your strings being dirty, okay. Dirty around the swoosh? How the fuck you even do that? It's sacrilegious, dude. I, mm. I really can't That's say that. That's where we live, though. So we, Balled, we balled up in the toes. Yeah, hey. we wonder why music sucks and all that shit is whack. Look down at the sneakers. So this all comes back to creased Air Force Ones. Like that, that was the beginning of the end. Pay $700 just because Travis turned the Nike sign upside down. And that's retail. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? But you'll let your forces get dirty. You know if what I'm I, saying? If I wore dirty Air Force Ones in high school, I would have. I think my mom would have been mad at me. Bro, like, people disrespectful. shit at Cuddy on stage, dog. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's where we're at. Like, that's no where dude, we're at. Fuck. Well, so answer me this thing. Like, is there is there ever going to be a period of time? Like, are we past? Like, I don't know how to put this, but like, I am a fucking musician. I put music out regularly. I'm working my balls off. I have a lot of friends who are working their balls off. Are we past the era where music is important? Like, are we are we ever going to get back to COVID to come back to reset this bitch? Because yeah, everything post COVID is trash. So, so mon- we need monkeypox to take over. We need monkeypox to get us back uh, in the house. Monkeypox didn't even scare niggas. At all, not even one, not one person was scared of monkeypox. We need yeah, like we got a we got a long way to we got a long way to fall before wasn't even things turn around uh, for for the better for like of music as an audio listening thing. Uh, we got a long way to go, man, uh, to fall because we're not even at the bottom yet, and it's really bad right now. But there's more to go, you know. Dude, so. I, bu- I fucking I, I brought this up like all right. So last year, future future drops. Uh, I think it's Life is Beautiful was the name of the record, right? I fucking love Future. I love Future. I have a reverence for Future. The week after that shit came out, me as a Future fan said, dude, I wonder when Future's going to drop new music. Like, I, I am one of those people, I make music, I want people to digest shit as it's supposed to be digested. And even my brain is fucked up now to the point where, like, I can't even do it. It's, I, I don't know what the answer is. Because you, yeah. you're not listening. You're listening to burn through it. You're not listening. There's no part of your life that you sit down and listen to music no more. Like, even if you're in your car, you're moving so fast, you're trying to get to so many places, you're typing in addresses, you're responding to text messages. If you got a playlist on, I done sat in the car with people that are music fans and 
Let one song rock. Song get past the hook, boom, hitting it to the next. Oh, I'm the worst at that, dude. It could be your favorite song you listened to in college. Like, like, uh, I forgot who I was riding with. Riding to the a gorilla song comes off off the Plastic Beach joint. One of the better albums ever. Great album. And Shorty get to changing it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, what the fuck you doing? Like, where are we going so fast that you can't even let that shit rock? What was the last rec- what was the last record that you actually sat down, digested, and listened to all the way through? Uh this brand new one from uh I think Sacred Souls. Okay. I listened to that shit three four. I'm I'm not the one to talk about about letting shit rock. I, yeah. I listened to it three times. I listened to it in the car. Uh I that's how I knew that's how I knew people was bugging about the new Drake record and not saying it was good. Me and him was in a me and Mikey was in a stupid traffic jam for like almost two hours. But we let that bitch rock two times through. Like, yeah, nah, he was tripping. This was good. I liked it. Like, yeah. No, no there's a way. I know it was good because I listened to it. It's the same. It's like it's like evangelical Christians that got all of this uh say, but then you can tell they never really read the Bible like that. Yeah, all these right. music tricks got shit to say, but you can tell that they listened to it one time and they didn't even really listen to it. Well, how about the fact that even going back to what we were talking about before, it's like the kids didn't even realize the impact, the fact that he had black coffee and fucking and carnage producing like, shit. And they don't know what it is. They don't know what Porto is. They don't know. They didn't give a fuck. When when the, there was a teaser that that formerly Carnage, now Gordo put out that said, like, yo, I think we got something coming. Oh, is that what the fuck happened? Yeah. His name? I thought yeah. it's like a new dude out of nowhere. No, Gordo was Carnage. God damn. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, see, know yo, that. you guys don't know your fucking history. What are we doing here? Oh, that's, that, whoa. That's, that shows me that this bitch is tripping even more. That's what I'm you know saying. What I'm saying? Like, like, yo, I give Drake credit for the fact that he, because Drake's always known as a dude who will like bring new artists and like get on their wave and shit. But yo, you're going back to like, if you want to do a certain genre of music, go to the originators and shit. I thought that was that's really what cool. You should do. Yeah. That's what I'm talking that, about. That's the way to do it. Yeah, but I mean, look where we at though. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, for example, out of all music journalists, this my beef. Like, I, I feel like people listen to our album, right? Yeah. I got I got credit from it. You know what I mean? It ain't it ain't top of streaming or nothing. But y'all didn't listen to Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor Part Two. Dude. Oh, that's one of the best albums to come out in the past three years, and not one body. The only person I heard say some shit about it was Andrew Barber. And I expected that. There's a yeah. couple of other people, but like what? Like that don't get like how good do you gotta be to get some sort of talk about you? You know, what or I mean? not yeah. good. Like how not good do you have to be? To oh, get you gonna get way, you gonna get way more talking about you. Yeah, you, you way not more good is, is more stuff. successful. Yo, did you see that shit that's going around on Twitter and TikTok right now of that the the white girl who's just going period uh period yeah. uh that's how I, we that's how no that's how you know that's how you know we've we've fallen. Yo, we've, I said this. And, yo, I'll put green money on this shit right now. That girl's gonna be signed to Atlantic Records next week. She's I will put fucking what? Yeah, she's already signed. Okay, well then I'm cashing the already fuck out because I bet that shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. You know, she is a content creator in a way where she plays several different characters on her page. Like I saw she's that. actually kind of funny. So that was just. I don't even think she thought that would turn into something. The same way the corn kid was probably just sitting there with that fucking corn on the cob, like, <laughs> shit, I'm just going to school tomorrow. Now you in fucking Nickelodeon. You got a installation at the Mall of America. We are, that movie Idiocracy, we are that. We Yo, are we that. are fucking Idiocracy, we hit it. dude. We hit it. We hit it. We did it. 
We used to think yeah. we was in the Matrix. We are not. We are not intelligent enough to be in the no. Matrix. It's definitely idiocracy. They're, talk, they're talking everybody about that. If we, this was the Matrix. Everybody's dying. Yes, we, first of all, we took the wrong pill. You ain't beating Lawrence Ch uh, Fishburne and no karate. <laughs> uh, you gonna fall for the blonde bitch. You gonna eat the steak. Everything you not supposed to do. We not in the Matrix. We in idiocracy. But bro, that's what this podcast specifically is about. Because we made this shit because I'm a, mus a musician. I was doing a, like a hundred dates a year touring all this shit. World shut down, right? And your options were fucking phone it in. I got mad friends who were successful musicians who just were like, I can't do this shit anymore. But when we got to sit back and look at what was going on and say like, yo, we got to talk about this shit because people are just accepting it. We need to talk about the fact that something's rotten here. Like something's not right. Something's rotten here. Dude, I, something's called rotten it, in Denmark. I called it before COVID. Like we named before shit got weird in like 2018 and it hadn't totally gotten weird yet. I was just, I thought about, um, I don't know if it's a mushroom trip or, or some sort of psychedelic. So I was just like, what were the cool kids? What what did we exist as? That's what I was wanting to name the album. And I was like, yeah, we was the we was the last thing to happen before shit got weird for real. Yeah. Like if everybody was agreeing on one thing, it was like Chappelle show. It was like adventure time. Yep. Maybe flight of the Concords, the cool kids. It was like shit that all black people, all white people. You know what I'm saying? The gorilla. There were certain things that everybody enjoyed without picking it apart. And I was like, yeah, we was the last little, we we rode that last train in. And then I just say the EDM, EDM trap, motherfuckers wearing big ass uh mohawks. And oh, you know when it happened too? Well, it's when it's when the Harlem Shake came back as oh, not the Harlem not Shake. The Harlem Shake. Yep. Not the Harlem yeah. Shake. Yep. That's when that's when it all got that's when it all yep. got fucked up. That's when it all got destroyed. Yeah, that's when the timeline, the timeline got fucked up at, at that point. Yo, but there is something cool about this though, that for the first time in a while, we have the opportunity to maybe fucking break shit. Like, you know what I'm talking about? There's gonna be someone that's gonna come along and break the fucking matrix. And I don't know who it is necessarily. I don't think they're even alive yet, but like at a certain dude, so I always say this though: hip hop is still, as far as American music goes, in its kind of infancy. Like it's still growing and changing. Rock and roll is set in its ways. It is what it is. But like in the eighties, there was the hair metal shit when everybody was like, "This shit has gotten corny." And then Nirvana came through like a fucking wrecking ball and fucked everything up for all those people. Somebody's yeah. gonna be Nirvana. Somebody's gonna break this shit. And we're all gonna go. Thank God that person existed. You know the thing about that is, there's. There's no central location no more. So there's gotcha. no there's no MTV that's gonna show the same light to Nirvana as they did to Metallica yesterday. They're not, they're not, there's no one that respects like the level of quality to report on it. There's no music websites. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what, what, what type of content you thought you was getting from a website. If Kim Kardashian slapped one of her sisters before your album, they gonna talk about that. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like if G Herbo baby mama dude like built a rocket. You know what I'm saying? That's getting <laughs> coverage before you get anything. Bro. Dude, RIP complex as a as a hip hop blog. Cause I miss that shit. But as a Man. magazine, I got old complexes like it, it says the official. Yeah, as a magazine, pop. bro. Oh my dude, god. I still it's remember like being in high school in music production class and illegally getting on the complex and finding out that Drake just dropped Miss Me. Like I remember that shit. Like it was yesterday. But right. I, I, I do. I do want to yo look at that. Is that the Neptunes? That's Pharrell. Neptunes, I don't know. Yeah, it's the Neptunes uh like complex. It's Pharrell in the clips. And this is 
I was sick, and look how thick this bitch is. Yep. And half of it is actually shit that you want to read. Yep. Man. You, you can't clickbait a magazine. Motherfucking rap it got it. You want to keep them there so they read the whole thing. So they buy the one next month. The everyday material, the 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 20, it's not even a 24-hour news cycle. Like it's really minutes. sitting three days worth of shit in, into one thing. So um as much as I'm disappointed in it, it was inevitable because yeah. the generation prior to us wasn't thinking. They didn't embrace online music. They was fighting. Remember yeah. the, the label fight against streams till one day, now they all together and now everything's fucked again? Why so do you think that is? It was a buyout somewhere. I, I wholeheartedly believe that it's probably like 70% of your money that's sitting in an escrow somewhere and then they only reporting the 30% Yep. Out of the 70% they took. So it must be a deal where the labels and the streaming, like, all right, we'll give you the most of the money and then you can report it as 100% when you're done taking your shit off. Speaking of, speaking of money, yo, do you guys have Venmo or Cash App? I yeah. Because I owe you guys fucking bread because I downloaded your shit illegally like crazy on my life. <laughs> like, shit, 99, the 99 cent re up, man. You know how many times that. I downloaded Cool Kids? That like cool was spelled with a K, like off LimeWire. Shit was just spelled wrong. Like damn, see, I was off. I was off LimeWire by the time we started like making music and stuff, man. I, I didn't got, even get to see us in the LimeWire era. I got I got old iPods full of bootleg like cool kid shit. Like no doubt about damn. that. I actually would like to see bootleg cool kid songs. That's kind of tight. Yo, on a, on a real note, on a positive note though, you guys are doing shows again. You're running shit in Chicago, and I was talking to Mikey before we started here, but. Fucking Zach Fox. Like you, you got Zach Fox hosting. Like, how do you even take that seriously? Man. <laughs> He's a fucking lunatic, yeah. dude. That's why oh, we yeah. got <laughs> yeah, that's 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 literally it, man. Um, but goddamn, is he just he's just good at a lot of things, man. Yeah. And that's the crazy part about Zach. Like, he's good at several different things. And uh we just kind of all share this sense of awareness. I think it's just like a self-awareness and an awareness of where we are at in the yeah. world you know that us as friends all share that uh made it an easy choice to go grab zach for something like for the night school event we're about to throw well so talk about night school it's this saturday right yep yep so chicago talia hall um and guap dad is on it too guap dad 4000 is on it too and joey perp and joey perp so there is still shit that you're finding interesting today though like right like who oh, would yeah, just who Oh, music is not bad. Like people are making good music for sure. Right. It's not. It's not that. Uh, we're in a bad time for music consumption and sure. music enjoyment. But man, music, people are yeah. making some of the best shit that they've made in a long time. Actually, I've heard. I've heard probably three or four of the best albums I listened to in the past like couple years. Give me some yeah. of them that you can rattle off that you know, like you you really love that album. Uh, Topaz Jones, don't okay. go tell your mom. Topaz, crazy, yeah. Uh, Cleo Soul's mother. Okay. Um, Jid. Yeah, Jid. Yeah, Jid. nuts. That, that was an unbelievable. Um, who else? Dude, there's so many. Yeah, it's honest. literally everybody right uh, now. Kenny Mason. Kenny Mason's awesome. Can't believe that it's not like, you know, a talk. Look, this is how crazy shit is, right? BT Hip Hop Awards got a group category, and ain't not one motherfucking group in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is what we're competing against. We're not competing against like whether it was good. We were competing against whether it caught people's attention enough. Right. And are people that are irrelevant talking about it? Because that's what the that's what the labels want to know. 
They want to know if the gossip bloggers are talking about it. Yeah. The unboxers kids, the, the YouTube kid that unboxes his fucking toys is the song in the back. And it's like, you got to think of these actions as like, the kids that are enjoying this right now, you want to talk about the breakthrough? All these TikTok kids going to get to college and realize that all that shit was whack. Yep. And now they're going to they're gonna feel fucking terrible. And now they're going to probably do whatever they can to make sure they highlight the shit that makes their soul feel better. But we got to literally wait for them to realize they're whack. Bro, I always say this. Do you ever like go back and look at old videos of yourself? Like shit that you posted like 10 years ago and you're just like, dude, I was so fucking corny. Like I was so, there's so much embarrassing shit on the internet. All these kids, one yeah. of these kids is going to run for president and they're going to pull that shit up and be like, yo, you remember when they did that TikTok dance in the dirty air force ones? Fuck that guy. Did. Yeah, man, dog. In this man, we, we've been popping the whole time. The internet was out. We ain't make, we don't got that. Yeah. Cause it, it was funny, man. Those. I like to always thank, you know, thank the, the, the universe for, uh, allowing me to like start getting some notoriety and, and, and fame like right as I started really getting on the internet. So I was always on my toes for that type of shit. You know, I was always on my toes for like, oh man, let me make sure I don't smile weird in this picture. Or yeah. Make sure there's no duck lips or no weird shit going on. Make sure <laughs> yeah, cool. uh, make sure I ain't got no fucked up fit on today or, or I'm wearing <laughs> something embarrassing. Cause like I was just hyper aware of that. And, and we were just in a time period too, when, hip hop was very uh there's a lot of scrutiny on like what we looked like when we came out you know so yeah. there's a lot of just like uh, i don't know what i see the clothes looking different they wearing something <laughs> different can they rap or is that well the beats is kind of hot but i don't know if they can spit it was just so much just scrutiny all the time you had to prove yourself to like rap when we were coming out and uh i was just hyper aware of that shit so i was not getting caught <laughs> fucking yeah. up ever i couldn't let it happen Yo, I'm going to let you guys go in a minute here, but real quick, I see you got the Freddie Gibbs rabbit shirt on, too. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs is somebody, though, that realistically has, like, kept his head down and said, I'm not changing for shit. I'm doing what I do, and I love that guy for that reason. Yeah. No, there's going to be outliers, you know what yep. I'm saying? But even Fred, like, you got to keep a social media present, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fred he does. Still, he's still got to play the Fred role, and if he, he didn't want to, I don't think Franz is going to you know what I mean? They want that all the time. Like, and, and it's it's crazy how quality and how good and Grammy nominated you could be. And then there's music blogs or people from different uh, talking heads. That's like, well, what did you do recently? And it's like, nigga, just put out fucking Alfredo. You know what I'm You saying? put out Alfredo and Bandana back to back and we're talking about what have you done recently? No, nah, because look, they was more, people more inclined to talk about uh, you know, him and Benny Benny having disagreements than they would talking about Benny's music or, you know, we're not concerned with the things that are important here anymore. And that's the, that's just, that's just what it is. I'm not even upset about it. It's almost like I'm a substitute teacher walking into a class full of kids that's rowdy. Yep. What the fuck I'm going to say? Shut up. That's yeah. gonna get you gonna get shit thrown at your head for that. You just yeah. gotta realize that we the substitute teachers and everybody that thought shit was cool prior to COVID, we the old school, we the old heads. Yo, are you staging the room right now? Uh, yeah. yeah Go ahead and hit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, clear uh, out the spirits. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you think about, you know, I think about Rolling Loud, right? You know, you got all these classic artists, and then. You know, like people really just is there for Playboy Cardi just to see him do what he does and uh, his goth, you know what I'm saying, richness. 
whatever the word is, is whatever the fuck he's pulling off right now. That's the kids want to see that, but they don't want to see it. They wanted to see him like fall or like yeah. the stage get shut down. Like they're not watching him because they like it. They just know there's chaos coming with that. And right. kids, like, bro, they like the artists that are going to cause chaos. Like yesterday, and it's fucked up because shout out to bro. But Post Malone fell on the yeah, stage and cracked some ribs, bro. Do you know that every every website that was posting it was like almost joking about it? Nah, we gave him big shout out for that too, because he's a G because he came out and finished the show. And yo, yeah. I I fucking love you guys, dude. We're about to run out of time here. But yo, come back on whenever. I want to meet you. I want to be with you guys in Chicago. We'll do an in-person thing too. This this oh, shit was amazing. Oh, oh yeah, come on. Let's get it, bro. All right, yo. Sir Michael Rocks, Chuck English. Go check out. Night School, this Saturday, Talia Hall, Chicago. Go check out the new record. Gentlemen, it's been a fucking pleasure. I can't thank you enough. Thank, oh, you. thank you, bro. All right, so that was our friends, Cool Kids. If you're in Chicago, go check them out at Talia Hall on Saturday. Amazing guys, amazing conversation. Check out the new record from this year. Stream all the old shit. Those are the fucking homies, dude. I love those guys to death. Um, but we, we, yo, go ahead. I don't mean to stop you. I know we just came out of an interview, but I just saw something on Insta that I have to say. Talk say. About. Yo, Del the fucking <laughs> homo sapien is going out on tour with the gorillas. What? With Booty Brown and De La Soul. Is that the heaviest, dopest fucking tour on earth? Oh my God. Well, I thought the gorillas had beef with, with, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Like for a while, they weren't allowed to perform it, it, Clint Eastwood with the original lyrics. Yo, he's gonna go out and do Clint Eastwood every night and all this shit, dude. Sorry, I had to. I had no, to. No, fuck that. I was rambling. Go ahead. That's banging. Go ahead, Johnny. What are you gonna say? No, I don't know anything about that, but it's money fixes all problems. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> it's a bit. Dude, they got so they have. They're taking De La Soul so they can do Feel Good Inc. They're yep. doing they're they're bringing Dell so they can do Clint Eastwood. Yep. I would love to see the gorillas. I've never seen the gorillas. Yeah, that would be a good show. Yeah, me neither. Uh, who else is on that? Booty Booty Brown Some... and Sweetie Irie. Those sound like fake names. Kayla <laughs> Soul, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and Gorillas. Fuck what a show. Fuck it. Oh, I saw, and yo, this is uh, something that happened last week. I was supposed to have an interview with the fucking revivalists at in Camden over the weekend and live nation suck my fucking dick. Cause you screwed me out of a great interview with some friends of ours. Cause they, I, they never got back to me on a pass to be able to get into the back, which pissed me off. But the revivalists were great. <laughs> I saw one of the best live sets of my life. You know, I saw people I've told I would give them a pass and then just never. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't the revivalists and it wasn't the concert. It was live nation had to. Okay. And so live you're nation saying live nation isn't cool. <laughs> it turns out, dude. It turns out. If anybody from Live Nation would like to come on here and rebut it, I will. Uh... Damn, it sucks too because they've been really nice to me over the years and I just constantly talk shit. I got into. <laughs> here, okay, I got to name drop hard and tell a quick story. Tom Morello. I may have said. No, close. I may have said this. When we were opening for the Stones. Was... <laughs> Wait, you opened for the Stones? I've never heard that before. I know. When we were opening for the Stones, it was like a. I think it was a Live Nation. It was either Golden Voice or Live Nation, like one of those or something like that. And for whatever reason, like Mr. Head, head, head of one of those companies was all up on our merch girl about where our merch was or what, like it's something petty, like something stupid. He was screaming in her face. Uh, I would have had butter. Grabbed her by the arms, 
So I gave him a little shove, oh, yeah. kind of like an older gentleman. And then, you know, he's like, you're fucking out of here and blah, blah, blah. Nothing ever happened to it. And then our manager, Burko, who Johnny knows, comes over and goes, yo, that's like the number two in Live Nation, dude. Why don't you go sit down just for a second and like disappear? I'm like, fuck. You should have front kicked that pussy. I know, but it was just one of like, nobody was mad at me. Everybody was like, yeah, you did the right thing. But they're like, we need, we need to calm this down real quick. because that's. A- it would have been so much better today because not only did he fucking put his hands on a woman, he got, dude, he basically started Asian hate. Like you could have fucking double canceled that guy. <laughs> we thought we were immediately going to get kicked off that show and never play a show ever in our lives again. Dude, you could have wrote a long lengthy like notes app to cancel that guy. That would have been banging. I don't even know. Dude, I feel like if you haven't had an argument with a live nation merch person, <laughs> You haven't toured. Like, it's always an argument. Even when you know, you've seen the contract, they're like, we're taking 40% of hard goods, 70% of soft goods. Like, you still have to argue just to, like, feel like you've stood your ground. You're going to lose. I see. But it just doesn't feel good. I've seen those memes go around recently of uh, artists breaking down, like, house take from merch and stuff like that. It's like how for a while the Spotify per stream rates were going on. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Now the merch stuff's going out. You're like, yeah, dude. They take fucking so much of it, even for small shows. When we play with you fuckers and like we had 12 people watch us play, yeah. sell three shirts and they're like, pay us. You're like, eat. Fuck you. <laughs> this I'm, is not, I'm not saying we have ever done this and we haven't, but the old up the stock in the middle of the show trick is a good one. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Explain that. So. But. They count in with you at the beginning of the show, like you, whatever you got 20 small shirts, 20 large shirts, blah, blah, blah. You secretly bring in shirt. This, I'm not suggesting this. I am. Of course not. This but, is all, this is all fake. This yeah, doesn't, but people, this doesn't really happen. People have been known to bring in extra shirts so that you sell four shirts and then it looks like you only sold one shirt. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that dude. I'll scam. Yeah. Yeah. We can scam. Oh, but so the, the band that I did see on Saturday night that absolutely stopped me in my fucking tracks. Was Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats? It was. I've never seen them, but I've heard good things. It was for a while, dude. It was the single best set I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've That's seen okay. you texted us that. I want to talk about this. You texted me that. That's a hell of a statement. I'm dead serious. I, I by that. You stand by that statement. I stand by that statement. The wow. band was incredible. He was electric electric and perfect to the record but still above it like also i i've always been intrigued by his voice because it's always harmonized but it's harmonized so tight that i thought it was actually like programmed his fucking organ player was harmonizing the entire night it was shock like i get anxiety going to shows a lot of times because i want to i it's it's like i think it's an ego thing or it's like a narcissism thing but i want to be the one performing so like when i'm watching i'm just kind of like fuck i want to do this like I, I i don't enjoy it as much as i should the entire time i stood there with my mouth open i was like this is fucking insanity insanity it okay. was it was incredible best show huh. you've ever seen one of them let's not say best me me um there was a band I was going to go see this Friday here in Austin called Tinarawin. I mean, literally, I always talk about this band. There's this band from uh, Mali in Southwest Africa. I've seen them. It's the only band, like, I'm the same as you. I'm a hater, like, I can do better, blah, 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 blah. With, I'm a complete fanboy with this band. We'll go see them whenever they play. And I uh, saw them at the Troubadour in L.A. Oh, wow. And it's uh, that's a cool, like, little spot. The sound's really good. You're, like, four people away from them. And they play West African like blues music it's kind of hard to describe go check like they're they're fucking amazing and 
awful. Yeah, that that was up there. Sounds awful. I, I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> Fuck you. I've seen a lot of great AWOL shit. Nation, AWOL Nation at the garage in in uh, <laughs> Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland. Best show I've ever skipped out on. Can, can, well, I mean, and look, this might be recency bias because it just happened and it like legitimately fucked me up. Like it fucked, like I left and I was just like, God damn it. That was fucking incredible. When was the last time, Kenny, you had something like that happen? Um, The three that I always talk about are... Nine Inch Nails headlining headlining Rock and Ring in Germany. That was the Nazi yeah. Field one, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was fucking heavy. And then Alt J headlining. I want to say it's that Buzz Fest in Houston or Dallas, something like that. They're incredible. Uh, and then LCD Sound System at the Ooh. Palladium was just fucking melt. Johnny, have you ever seen LCD? No, I haven't. I'd like to. I saw Alt J in Phoenix at whatever that Comerica. Uh, they change the name every three years, but. <laughs> I, I wasn't that into it. Like I, I couldn't get into that show for some reason. I'd like to see LCD system because there was a period when I was like really not interested in LCD sound system. But then that uh, last album, I think it's the last album that came out with like the blue cover. I don't remember the, the American. The American Dream was the yeah. name of the record. That one kind of like pulled me in, and I was like, okay, I really like this stuff. So it would be cool to see them now. Like they now that I've live. kind of turned on. When they play live, it's like thirteen people on stage. All analog synths, all analog, <laughs> everything hand played arpeggios. And they, like, during the song, <laughs> people just move around to the other instruments and they're just playing. It's like, Whoa. bro, are these arpeggios hand played? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a farm to table restaurant. You got artisanal <laughs> arpeggios. Yeah, but put as, that on your fucking band list name. As a artisanal fucking, arpeggio. As a geek, like, to have no track, to have in a fully electronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band, have no computers on stage. Oh, uh, you're now you're talking about my dream. I am fucking done with computers. I I am so sick of computers on stage and like everything that can go wrong. I just want to play. I don't know. I want to play like bluegrass music, like a really fiddle and an accordion. You guys have a you guys have a bass player, a guitar player, a keyboard player, and a drummer, and you still have a computer. <laughs> well, dude, it's that thing that you're talking about. Like people hear certain records of ours that it's Im literally impossible to recreate without some supplemental tracks. Like we don't have 45 drummers to come like multi-track. You remember when people like I remember maybe in high school or shortly thereafter being like you can only record what you can play live. That was like the the yeah. I remember that like. I I, dude, I we still have that conversation in the studio all the time where the band's like, can we even do that live? And I was like, we'll figure it out later. Fuck it. I, my, do what you want. I mean, that conversation still happens all the time with all the bands that I work with. And the answer for me is always the record's one thing. The show is a different thing. Figure yeah. them out separately. Hey, don't, yeah. don't fucking sell yourself short on what you can create just because you're worried about what you're going to be able to do live. Figure it out. Go, you'll, you'll fucking figure it out. If the song's just, good, you'll be able to do whatever you need to do. Just take on the DJ attitude yeah bring on can we do can we can we do this live bring on speaking of speaking I, of dj where the fuck is dante oh fucking in italy i don't know but uh I, part of one of my <laughs> favorite things honestly is taking a song from the record and figuring out how to play it live that's one of the most fun parts of being a musician for me this works this doesn't work that works don't need that that kind of shit yeah, I, I, I like that every now and then we've done that and realized we messed up the record. Because right. you're like, oh, <laughs> this could have been way better if we'd played it like this and we did not need the whatever XYZ yeah. shit here. I don't know. I'm I, like I, That's the kind of shit that I used to put a lot of stock into, and now I'm just kind of like, well, 
will fucking figure it out. Dude. Everything sucks. Nobody cares. Everything sucks. Nobody cares. That's not how I feel. I'm an eternal <laughs> optimist. Kenny, that's why me and Kenny work well because Kenny's the eternal pessimist. I'm the eternal optimist. I want to be there when Colin breaks. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's what I want to happen. I want you to have wonderful success i wish that from the bottom of my heart that you have a song blow up or whatever you get synced into the fucking expendables 35 take over the congas reign of nascar song syncs whatever make millions and millions of dollars and then i want to watch you crumble and break <laughs> and join us in this hatred <laughs> you, yo you you can ask kenny if I, I feel like if i was gonna break i would have broken by now like i don't know oh, like, no, no, just just wait <laughs> i don't know man i like i said i i i'm the Colin, eternal Colin? 30 aaron put out sale i think when he was 32 yeah, it, I, it, it happens it doesn't there is no yeah fun. but aaron's really talented why, why are we yeah, that's a good that point that's <laughs> a good point no i think for me like i i know it's a, to me this is once again eternal optimist it's an, an inevitability something big is going to happen i'm fucking talking to you two idiots i feel like i'm doing okay like i know that's not going to say a lot for you guys but i mean i would just spend time doing back-to-back -back weeks with ice cube and fucking black keys like Things are happening. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's going to happen and things are good. Holy fucking shit, it's Dante. No, it's not. It was for like a second, dude. That was sick. Yo, shout out Dante. An, that's an entrance if I've ever seen one. That's yeah, Dante. No, but I like we do say this. Like, Dave is a pessimist. Kenny's a funny pessimist. Dante's more on my side, I believe. But I am always the eternal optimist. I think it's done like it's been good for me. Especially coming through COVID. You gotta stay optimistic or you're just gonna fucking blow your brains out. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking with you. I appreciate your optimism. I think there's you got to find that balance of realism with optimism because you oh, would be I, like one of those Instagram people. You know? Oh yeah, you eternally don't see optimist. Like when you're just like stop, 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 stop. Yeah, I'm not like wake up, grind, rise and grind mode kind of bullshit. <laughs> I'm more like, but it's the conversation we had earlier. I never stop moving my feet. I think that's a big thing for me. If I were to stop moving my feet for like a month. I'd probably be like, oh, fuck, it's over. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you know I have I mean? to search uh, hashtag inspiration on Instagram and go through some posts to find. Is that Wait, what I need to be you? hashtagging? <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> Wait, are you like you? Do you watch in like Instagram like uh, inspirational shit? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what uh, of course uh, not. Uh, oh, my God. I was going to say <laughs> Kenny. That would have shocked me if you were like. I don't want to be inspired to care. I like it where I'm living down here. Dude, if Kenny was just like secretly deep into Rise and Grind Twitter, that would fucking kill me, dude. Wait, what is I that? Love, I, I love that Rise term. and Grind Twitter. I love Rise and Grind Twitter. Yeah, you should have rose and grind your ass fucking on time for the podcast, pussy. Um, I'm so sorry, dude. I just got off the worst Zoom ever with a fucking contractor who's asking me questions about kitchen equipment. I'm like, dude, I'm not a fucking... Sorry, this is some, great. This is some, great some, content. Some this some, is some neck breaker just walked by. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Asking me questions about fucking kitchen equipment. I'm like, dude, I'm not a fucking cook. Oh, so it was terrible. But I apologize for coming in late. It's but cool, I just man. sat we on. I just sat on mute listening to you guys talk shit about positivity and optimism. I was like, yep, Kenny's back. No, I and said, the Congo I motherfuckers said with him. I said you're on my side. I'm the eternal optimist. You are also an eternal optimist. I believe that 100. percent you have to be, man. Otherwise, you're fucking nihilist and you believe in nothing. <laughs> Otherwise, you're White Sox Dave. <laughs> but let me ask you this is a serious question, Colin. Like, optimistic. This gets really deep. Optimistic for what? 
It, like it is what it is. Like the universe. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Like the universe is what it is. So yeah. I would say this. I know what you mean by optimist. Like sure. try and find some internal positivity so that you move forward yeah. but and you said if you couldn't move your feet for like if you stopped for a month you'd probably blow your brains out or whatever yeah. what have you ever tried to stop moving your feet because that's an interesting experiment like you asked where i've been these last uh -uh. couple of months that's kind of actually where i've been at a little bit is like i can g myself up every morning be like i gotta do this i gotta do this podcast get this mix this blah blah blah, blah. but if you stop and take that quiet moment then you actually have to confront what it like what am i what is all of this and i'm not saying to stop it because you're lazy or because whatever like but actually stop and say what is going on because it's all just happening i did do that i did that for the first couple of weeks of covid because we actually didn't know what we were doing where we were going i think that's when i realized that this is just fucking literally ingrained into who i am like whether or not I could have been a fucking accountant. I could have been a fucking astronaut. It doesn't I could have been a trash man. It doesn't matter. I would have dove headfirst yeah, into it. Mate, one out of three is not bad. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I, I generally believe that like I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm just gonna keep fucking doing it until forever. I don't, I don't like. That's just who I am, dude. Literally, when I was a baseball player, I was this guy. I fucking showed up, worked my balls off. I'm a worker more than I am anything. I think. I don't know. Like, that's just. Yeah. So you're I saying do. you're compelled to do what you're doing. Yes, I'm absolutely compelled to do what I'm doing. By what? It's something fucking inside of me. I don't know so, what something, it is. Something big, like beyond your understanding. You mean? Sure. I and I believe yeah. that kind of shit. I'm 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 fucking Catholic, but whatever. I do believe there's a bigger purpose to everything. But I also feel a responsibility to a lot of people too. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of people who've been riding with me. I got a family. I also have my fucking band that I love to death and they, for some reason, hitched their wagon to my dumb ass. So I do feel some sort of responsibility. And if I stop moving, then the whole thing falls apart and I don't want that to happen. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I do it for noble reasons. I think, I don't think it's as selfish as it might intrinsically seem, but I just fucking love the work. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. Same. I, don't know. I love it. I, Dante, you fucking love the work. I think it's like a mortalistic viewpoint too where um i mean this is gonna this is not trying to sound as cheesy as it's gonna come off but i had you know i had some like really close friends i'm sure you guys have had too that you know passed away when i was younger and um i had my what the hell is it called your, your last rites read to you like before i had open heart surgery and i had some real like moments in adolescence where i was like man not as invincible as you think you are and you could literally be gone tomorrow um and i don't know it just kind of like a switch went off and i was like i want to i want to do shit i want to do cool shit i want to see cool shit i want to meet cool people and i don't want to be old and look back and regret wasting a shitload of time so. I, I'm, I'm, dude. First off, wait. Did you? I, I'm so apologized. I had to move and plug my computer in. You had open heart surgery. <laughs> I thought I just yeah. had a near death experience, and you came back in a different universe. Wait, I didn't know that about you, Dante. Yeah, bro. Sixteen, sixteen years old. No fucking way. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But you know, like even back then, like I look back on it now, and I think it's way crazier than I did at the time. Because, dude, a teen, I was the yeah, dumbest. Yeah. 
I was the dumbest fucking teenager ever. Like the shit we did, I'm horrified by nowadays. Like <laughs> horrified. And you I vandalized I, an I, Indian burial ground. Like what you do? Ah, dude, just like you know the fucking like just drinking and like getting in a car with kids that are fucking blackout drunk and just stupid, stupid, embarrassing, like disgust, disgraceful shit. And I'm just like, man, I'm so lucky to be alive. Um, but when you're that age, you think you're fucking invincible. You think like, I'm nothing can happen to me. I know everything. I'm the smartest person in the world. And you're just a little fucking dumb prick, you know, who thinks they have it all figured out, but you don't know you, shit. You, you, you use the word about morality, right? Like mortality, uh, mortality. Yeah. I apologize. That's I, we, I meant that, but I think in kind of like the same vein, like I've, I've touched on this previously on the podcast, but I don't come from a lot. I come from a situation where my family didn't have shit. And realistically, there's not a big expectation to do shit. But like, I fucking knew like I could go and do whatever and be okay. But like, I, I've always just wanted more. And I know for a fact, I watch people in my family who have talent and just never did anything with it or too afraid yeah. to fucking go for it. Really fear was the biggest thing that I watched growing up is people who were afraid to do shit for no fucking yeah, reason. I don't think it's fucking wrong at all to have ambition. And I think you guys are lumping me in the pessimistic column. When it's really more, I don't care because I'm kind of like what Johnny was saying about like what's going to happen is going to happen. Either I make music or I don't make music and I'm not going to not make music. So I'm going to keep going and kind of like the conversations we have, Colin, about the podcast where like I try not to get my hopes up on anything, not necessarily in a pessimistic way, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. What else can I do about it besides keep working? So I think I, let me see if I can articulate what I'm trying to say, like along what Kenny's and I are talking about is that. There's this thing in us humans, all of us, that you're that you're describing, uh, Dante and Colin, like that you are going to do this, that, and the other. You feel this fire, this desire to do something. And I think ultimately, if you take enough space from things and try to step back as far as you can from things, the more you see that everything just seems to happen. Like mm. there's this gigantic universe happening and even including yourself, like we always as humans feel like we're the, you know, at the sitting at the the driver's seat of our lives. And that's, I think, what keeps us going, because if you if you start questioning that things get very, very iffy and like you do start, to, you can touch on like real depression. Like, what is the point of all of this? Dude, you're... I'm, not su I'm not suggesting to go down that route uh, other than carefully, but I think it's an interesting route to go down because in all other aspects of life, we look at this, like, do you ever look at a bunch of ants and go, I wonder what that one ant's thinking he's doing? No, you see the picture of these ants are going where these fucking ants are going. So now if you could pull back the, the scale of things and look at this podcast and then look at like the lunacy of Johnny Congas thinking he's running his life and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like you'd see the entire chain and history of my life and go, yeah, obviously that's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen that's going to happen he's going to end up where he gets now that's not where i draw the end of that story like oh everything's just going to happen give up quit life like i think that's that's uh an incomplete picture but i think you have to touch that side of things to say that i'm not in control of anywhere near as much as i believe i'm in control of and the only way i could find more control is to try and raise Bingo. raise this this thing that i am to be able to to act in more accordance with the greater will of the universe
Bingo. So, I mean, Bam. you're, you're, I mean, that's so well said, so well put. Um, I mean, do you read, do you read anything about stoicism? Like, uh, on the side of it, I've never really delved deep that's, into it, but I've, I've I'm a familiar I mean, with the ideas of it. And we I talked mean, about this. Yeah. Yeah. Those are exactly the tenets of it is controlling what you can control and, and not worrying about the stuff that's out of your control. And when you really think about it and look at it, we really can only control ourselves. You can't, one of the, the best ways that I've ever had it put to me was, um, is actually by a friend who's in Alcoholics Anonymous. He's working the steps and, um, he let me read his book and it says we all think and want to be the directors of our own life. And we have all these actors and stages and you know that's our environment that's our friend circle that's our co-worker circle and we want to say action and have everybody do exactly what we see the movie or the play looking like when in actuality you have no fucking control over anybody but yourself so when everybody does their own thing and goes their own way it causes you all this anxiety and stress and it's it's pointless because like i just said you have no control over anything but yourself so it's pointless to get stressed out about or get anxiety about or lose sleep over or put any of your attention towards so you're much better off you're much better off just focusing on you know what you can control what you can do being a good person Eyes on the yeah. prize, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and so I, I 100% agree with that. And I, I will say this to kind of like answer what Johnny was asking me and to kind of feed off of that in the same perspective. I've gotten – I used to care way too much about what – not what other people thought or more what other people were doing because I had this grand idea that I was going to take my fucking friends from Philly and we were going to be the biggest band in the world. And I never wanted anybody to leave. I wanted everybody to do it together, all this shit. Recently in the past two months – I haven't told anybody this. My bass player, Ken, has stepped away. My cousin, who's another guitar player, stepped away to do other things. And I I feared that, like, at a very deep level. Like, feared it, because my whole grand vision was dissipating. But I let that go, like, a couple months ago, and a lot of good things have been happening, and I've really tried to, like, fucking embrace the fact that I can't control that. When you're saying, Johnny, you can control what you can control, I can only control one thing, and it's how hard that I do work. I have fucking big ideas. I have things that I want to get done, but I also have real-life shit that I need to take care of as well. And I don't have any, like, I don't have a fucking safety net underneath me whatsoever in life. So, like, for me, I got to so, make sure that I can fucking figure shit out and move forward. And, like, that's kind of what drives me. It's like this, not an yeah, internal clock, yeah. but it's like a... I think look, we've all got, we all have something underlying us drive. It's it's basically like mechanistic survival in one form or another. For some yeah. people, they have have born into an easier life. Some people born into a hard life. But no matter what, everyone's thinking I need to work to survive and do all these things. But you said something that was kind of interesting that I want to see if like this idea makes sense. You said you're Catholic, right? And you Catholic. said you've 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 had to give up on certain of these attachments of like of being too attached to the idea your bass player left your guitar player left you can't rest your entire sense of self and lack 
lack of anxiety on that. So, you know, the phrase from the Bible, it's harder for uh, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle needle. than to enter in the king of heaven. So think about that phrase is quite kind of interesting is like the thing that could enter the kingdom of heaven and insert whatever you want to call that word for whatever religion or not religion you're in this higher state of something that we all well not maybe not all of us but most people i think implicitly or explicitly believe in the thing that could pass through this needle is so free of attachments there's nothing that's that's attached to it it's light it's not heavy so all these heavy things like you're saying it's have to be gotten rid of and it's not that they need to be discarded and thrown away it's the attachment to them that has to be discarded and gotten away because a lot of people do that and that's what my joke was on my first instagram back was like have you noticed how people always find themselves in fucking bali or beautiful (laughs) places and i think that's gives a false impression of what the idea is that nothing needs to change in life life is what it is life goes on it, it happens like literally it, it's going to keep going and e- all the ebbs and flows of it your reaction to it like what dante is saying the one thing you can control is yourself i'll take it a step further you can barely control yourself Facts. you might be able to control a tiny pinpoint of your attention and your reaction to things and that's where that begins maybe down the line 600 lives from now when you've reincarnated you could control yourself and whatever Do- that means do you think that all comes from ego? Do you all like realistically? Do you think it all comes 100%, from kind of like, 100%. The ego and and like is drive a real thing or like or uh, how do I put this? Like, is ambition formed by ego? Do you think that the well, want let's, to do so great let's say what does the ego? word ego mean? Because ego from Greek literally means ego, which means I. So if you get into like Eastern philosophy about this this sort of thing, about like even in Hinduism, the idea of a self is a very, very complicated discussion. Because what is a self? Is myself the the big the parts of me that you could describe? Is it my hat? Is my hat myself? Everyone would say no. Are my clothes myself? No. Is my body myself? I don't know. Maybe your your beard's it's, definitely yourself, dude. Well, yeah, that's a different story. That's a different story. But <laughs> so this thing that we call the self or the ego might not be what we always call the self and the ego. So when you ask, is the ego behind ambition? You have to actually ask the first question. I think, which what is the self? What and that's I'm I'm not saying like there's no answer coming. I don't know what that answer is, but to try and find out what like what is it in you that wants the things you want and do you believe that person all the time? I do believe all the time. I, for me, yeah. When that person wants the sixth shot of fucking whatever it is you drink, I'm guessing cinnamon whiskey or some <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> No, I, I think generally, like, I, I have a pretty fucking clear, and I will say I also have a pretty innocent, I think I have a pretty innocent view on things. Like, I'm, like, kind of just, like, yes, we can do this. Like, I, I'm more, I'm a team guy. I always have been. Like, I, I like that's a big thing for me. So it's, like, but I don't know. I think more and more recently I've been thinking about this. Is it, like, like why, like, why is it this much of a drive to do things? Like, why? Because you look at Kenny, and I don't think Kenny has a fucking drive to do shit. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just feel like you're fucking very comfortable with what you have going on but see that's where like we go between ego and experience in my in my Mm. mind every new band that i work with they're like how did you do it how did you do this who did you hire what was the company what was the algorithm how much did you spend i'm like you're focusing on all have i ever really asked you those questions 
What? Have I really ever asked you those questions? No, no. I'm just talking about like some bands that I've worked with. And I always tell them the same fucking thing. Consistent quality work. There's yeah. not much else that you can do. It all, like Johnny says, it all starts with that self. And it's like the algorithm, the ISRC codes, the fucking, all the other stuff. That's all over here. Consistent quality work. Do that and everything else. Will but that I also mean, there's a, you see there, like, I hate to sound like the religious guy because I know that's like not in fashion right now. And I'm not of any particular religion, like, but there's this idea that you work without any concern for the fruits of your labor. And I like, I think that's kind of what Kenny is saying is like, if we want to get, like, if you want to see where my positivity come, where my real positivity comes from and not just me talking shit about everything is that when I'm really positive, I work because I have to work for work sake, right? For the sake of whatever it, you pick, it doesn't matter. Works work. You can work on music you can work on making a pizza you can work on making a podcast like there's no valuation in my mind of of differentiation between what it is that humans do other than in the quality oh. of what they do i mean also it goes back to i mean there's two famous sayings right like john lennon said you know life is what happens while you're busy making plans and you know the the beauty is in the journey so i mean i don't know if, i don't want to speak for everybody but um you know, it being in like, you know, the restaurant and bar business, for me, the greatest part of the business is all the work that goes into getting a project to the finish line and open. And then people think that that's like the starting line, but there's so much work and, you know, vision and, you know, collaboration and blood, sweat and tears. There's so much behind the scenes stuff that people never see before a project actually opens its doors. And to me, that's the best part of it all is all the work that goes into it, you know, where you're banging your head against the wall, like Jesus, you know, Jesus, this is like, this is going to be the death of me. But then when you finally get to the end, it's like, ah, I breathe a sigh of relief. But then you're like, oh man, where, like, that was, that was so great. Such a great experience. Like when's the next one? Like, is that how you guys, like uh, working on a song like when you release the song is that when you start to really enjoy it or do you really enjoy the process of making the song it's the process it's for me it's the process, process of making it only because years ago i stopped looking at numbers i stopped looking at stream counts because before you're like i didn't i was always making stuff to succeed right like everything i made was to succeed where whether i was making music to succeed or not i was going to make music one way or the other, because that's what yeah. I love to do. So I just tried to separate as best possible, only making stuff with an idea behind it into just make shit, put it out. If it takes, it takes. If it doesn't, I'm still writing every so day. So take take this a step further. And like I used to keep this diary of when I would get really high and all these amazing thoughts I would have. And like 90, obviously 99% of the diary is like just I don't know letters like i can barely make out what, what it is i'm writing but but dude at the time don't you feel like brilliant? oh no you have complete revelations that are but I, you see i don't discount the revelations just because i couldn't write them down because yeah, i think to pull something from the higher from the divine into the earthly is not possible so just because i didn't pull it down doesn't mean it wasn't real have, I, have you ever watched bullshit have you ever watched it's always sunny in philadelphia a little bit yeah there's this one episode where they, we were on right now that no, yeah, <laughs> there's this episode where they find Charlie's dream journal 
where he writes down his dreams, but he's also illiterate. So <laughs> it's all that's this- dude. That's what my what it, honestly what it looks like. It's like garbled worlds. But I actually had this. So you're talking about like the journey, all that kind of thing. But I still hear everyone says the journey and then crossing finish line. And everyone's in all these discussions of journey. People always still have a finish line. Like there's this idea I had. I was listening to Bob Marley stoned out of my mind and i had this vision of why like why does bob marley whether you like the music or not there's it's it's undeniably in the pocket like you know what i mean musically like the groove is undeniable he's there he's on in that beat and i started to ask myself like why is that the case and my theory super high so take it for what it's worth was that like for them when that band's playing the next beat doesn't even exist Mm. they're in that beat so they're not thinking like we often do when you can see like a really young musician they're counting in their head like okay well, i'm on one next comes two and then there's three and then i go do the end of three like there was no like, there's no future or past for them they're in that beat and i think to me that's like the most uh, shrunk down version of that like it's about the journey not the destination is like the word destination even needs to be forgotten from the conversation because if if there's a destination like it like it that's the it's the end like it, it, and, and then like you say it's on to the next one so the, it, you keep doing the same thing you're extending maybe the cycle of it but the perhaps go in the opposite direction and just forget about the idea of a destination there's this one moment there's no future and there's no past it's like it, this one thing I'm saying that it's hard to do. I've never done I that in my that. life. I've never done that in my life. Ever? I've, no, I've because you're to... always moving. Your feet are always moving. That's what I'm asking you about. I understand your drive to. If you say you didn't come from a lot, like you've got real life shit that you and need that, to figure and out, that's, take that's care that's of a family like, and all that. Like, yes, not, and I get that. No, that's but not I'm even like. About I don't want to. Right. In, I don't want to even harp on that. Your soul or your brain or your yeah. inside, inside Colin, whatever's yeah. going on in there, other than like the fucking eagles and blah, like yeah. it, back in the <laughs> That's quiet 95% moments. 95% of it, dude. Yeah, I know. So the, I'm talking about the 5% and inside that sure. is stop moving your feet for a moment and listen I, and find that that space and i think that space is a very important space and i'm not saying this like i'm from some guru experience like it's no. it's an impossible moment to find but i think it's important this is why i love having people like you on because i want to learn Me I, too. people people want to learn my whole thing is i've even been thinking about this a lot more is like let's get more inside than constantly fucking i've always like admired the uh the kanye's of the world we've had this conversation or even like the bruce springsteen's of the world who had to really fight to get to where they have to go to fucking force their foot through the door to try and get in and things like that i romanticize that i love that but more than anything i think one thing i haven't communicated properly enough is the fact that i truly love music and i truly love the process of making music and i truly love the process of figuring things out so like as much as this weighs on me and as much as I might say like, oh, I can't stop moving my feet, like part of me doesn't want to because I truly like wake up every day with this fucking burning want to do this. So like it is. But let me ask you me. this, Colin, but, if I yeah. took away your ability ever to make music, if I was yeah. some like magic wish Netflix movie thing or like you can no longer make music ever again, would would that be it for you? I don't I don't think so because I still no, have like because- a I still like I I love my family and I love things like that. So I'd find I'd make something work, but like 
if I still had, so if you're, but if you're telling me I had past memories of the fact that I could once make music and couldn't moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I would think about that all the time. What if I took away everything from you? Would you, would that, would you be nothing? Probably go to the Ben Franklin Bridge and do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, no, that's fine. I get it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's that question that I, I'm trying to get to: is are you all these things? Because I, I, that's what I struggle with every day, and that's why I find it like it's a silly thing, but I find it so hard to keep doing all this Instagram shit I'm doing is because I don't actually believe in any of this stuff about myself. Like I'm not a musician. Yeah, I'm a musician. That's what I do. I think I'm pretty decent at it. I still want to do it. I enjoy it. It's a great blessing to have the life that I've had and do what I do. But I'm going to die, and then I'm going to be either nothing if you believe the materialists, I'll go into the earth. Or if you believe the religious people, I, there might be some afterlife, if I've earned it, whatever. Like, that point, am I still a musician? Does it matter? Like, what, what, what is it that I am? That's what I'm trying to get at when I'm asking you, if I took it away from you, would you be nothing? It's not, like, enjoy it. Like, it is what you are right now. Enjoy it. But I, I, if you I, attach I, I, yourself I, too yes. much to that thing, it's like attaching yourself to any other thing. To your it's shirt. True. I'm definitely, I would definitely not be nothing. I will say that. I would still be something. I don't okay. know what it is. I'd have to search for it, but you know ah, what I mean? Like, ah. Ex- dude, fucking, I think that's, that's exactly what I've been trying to arrive at is we all suspect that we wouldn't be nothing. Maybe we would. Like, maybe that's the most terrifying thought is like, we, if you took away all the, the external parts of our life from our clothes down to the things we allegedly believe in we'd be nothing but maybe that would be a good starting point is to be nothing or and to find out what that something is that we really are have you ever had a moment where you've done that i've had moments where i've come closer to that where i have actually felt i don't think i've really had an if i'm being honest a real moment of nothingness because i haven't i think from that moment from everything i understand from talking to people about these ideas similarly is that that's a very compelling moment mm. that that real feeling of nothing right and then that moves in a direction afterward that perhaps that is more real because it's whatever they keep throwing this word around ego death even your fucking guy kanye always using that word ego death i think that's an important concept if, if, if it's understood correctly but it's also one of those things that's thrown around like a, it's a fucking burning man phrase like everything it's else a buzzword. in the world it's yeah a buzzword. It's, it, it's meaningless and but most things can become meaningless if you take it if you try to understand it deeply i think that would be a wonderful place to be to feel closer to nothingness because otherwise it's just like going through the motions every day i'm johnny I'm platinum certified Johnny Congress. This is what I do every day. Like that's part of why I'm doing it. It's just like, look at the joke of it. I'm platinum certified Johnny Congress. Really? Is that really what I fucking am? No, I'm fucking, I'm nothing like that. It's not like you can literally take away my platinum record. You can take away my career. You could take away everything. What would I be then? And that's where we arrived at, where you arrived at perhaps is I don't know. I yeah. feel like I wouldn't be nothing, and maybe I wouldn't, and I think that's a hopeful thought, but I, I certainly don't know what the fuck I would be. I, I think at the end of the day for me, like, I think I just, I really, uh, I don't even know if, if I look as much, like, as a musician as or more than, like, I'm someone who fucking tries really hard. Like, I think that's kind of, like, 
where okay, I Okay, so yeah, I, that you're getting to a more essential quality of humanity, yeah. which is these core elements that transcend all things. Because there were periods when musicians there were like four musicians and they worked for the king and they meant nothing. And then there yeah. are periods where like musicians are gods and we're somewhere in between that now. But but you're talking about trying hard so that's effort and it's if it's genuine effort then it comes from a place of love right so that's, love might, that's very right. much so where it comes so from. you'd say you you're a being that attempts to find a path to express and and understand love yeah i think that's pretty accurate actually it's so okay. it's self-satisfaction too though you it know, is like, absolutely like there's something to be said about putting in a hard day's work or busting your ass on something and, and feeling even if it doesn't succeed or you know like it doesn't go platinum or you know doesn't generate five million a year in revenue like there's still satisfaction in accomplishment and yep. knowing you put in work in something like there isn't that in you know and this goes back to what kenny said about these younger generations and these younger bands everybody nowadays it feels like just wants the shortcut, the quickest way to the top. What's the algorithm? Like, I never fucking ask those questions ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I have mentors and shit. My business partner's, you know, 55. He's been in the industry 30 years. I, I never ask him, like, like, you know, how did you uh, cut this corner? Or how, you know, how did you, you know, skip here? I, I know the answer. It's hard fucking work. Like, mm. the end of the day, the people at the top of everything, some people might have escalators. Some people might be on a fucking stepladder. Yep. But end of the day, everyone is fucking putting in work to get where they are. It's not like you hit the fucking lottery. Do you know what's interesting? You're the Kardashians. I mean, that was a great fucking way to put that, too. And I, I think asking people things like in that process, like I think most of my questions that I'll ask people that are above me and that have done really, really well is kind of like in its sense, like my biggest question in all things and kind of like what I strive for too is how did you do it and keep your soul intact? Like that to me, I think being realistic and being who you really are is the most important thing to me. Like in finding a way to do things that way, that's what interests me. But I think, I don't know, I'd say this is me putting words in your mouth and I'm int intentionally doing that is I think ultimately when you look at a mentor or you ask anyone who's been quote successful, what you're really asking is not even a question. You're you're trying to connect to the uh, internal state of effort that they have had, because that's mm. the thing that's clear across all things is that uh, the, the universe is transactional. You need energy to accomplish something. And that is inescapable. Like you said, there's no shortcuts in that, in that sense. You have to do work on something. So when you look at someone that's been successful and you're asking them questions, all the questions are kind of peripheral. Like, how did you do this? Did you use this reverb? Did you use this algorithm? Maybe more what it is that you're trying to do is to try and gather just from talking to them, how did you work so hard? How did you remain strong? find effort, push through difficulty and that sort of thing. Cause that's a very important question. I think that's why we are drawn to people that are truly successful, not based on luck and the real people that have persevered against all odds is that's the, one of the most admirable qualities that we Amen. find is, is that's true what effort. matters. Yes. Right. That's what I care about. Right. But so uh, again, I, like it's all, it's like the most essential elements of hum, human, 
existence that are like it's not related to any specific uh job or thing it's like it's like literally love hope faith uh effort compassion like it's these, these these kind of like easy to throw around words that everyone uses but those are at the core of all of what we're striving for via different avenues can we pause for one second i just wanted to bring this up real quick could you imagine if dave was in on this conversation <laughs> <laughs> just one i second. wish he was i wish he was his head would have exploded 20 minutes ago kenny's playing call of duty <laughs> Yo, I gotta tell you, we've gone from twelve listeners to definitely zero now. That's fuck that. I don't I even give a fuck. Yeah, fuck that, Kenny. That's pessimistic because I think people actually do want to talk about things that are not just like the day to day of what's going on in the world. And I'm not saying I know you. I know you. Second do. off, second off, dickhead. We got way more than twelve listeners. So fuck yourself. Well, and that's <laughs> egotistical to think that people want to hear what the fuck you're talking about. It is. But that do you listen? We're on a fucking podcast. We we that that boat sailed a long time ago. Of of thinking like we have something interesting to say. Man, dude, I, dude, this I, is, I think this yeah. I think this stuff is wicked interesting, man. I love hearing people's uh, kind of outlook on you know what the hell we're doing here and what's the point of it all because. Those are fucking questions I ask myself all the time. And you feel like you're the only person that does, but I think everybody does. I think everybody's so super self-critical. They think they're the only fucking weirdo that, you know, has these thoughts and shit. And I mean, at, and to be honest, like Johnny, I could listen to you talk about this stuff all day long. Yeah. I forget that you're intelligent. Wicked like, I really smart. <laughs> That's it's better if you forget that I'm intelligent because then I sound intelligent. If you re if, if if low expectations is key with me. I don't think you see Dante. I don't think it's like, yeah, people feel like you know I'm the only one thinking or wondering these thoughts, but it's actually so. Do you have, are you just pulling a knife out at me? Is this getting too? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Chicago, bro. Chill. <laughs> I'm not um, even gonna help you for shit in Chicago, dog. No, I think like uh, listen. Why has religion been so persistent? Without getting into a just like yeah, all the fucking dumb things religion does, they're dumb. We get it. Like let's not have an infantile conversation about that. But why have these things persisted for so long? Because people have had these same questions forever. And I'm not saying religion has the answer. I don't think anything has the answer other than what you find for yourself inside yourself. But this is the questions that plagues or is going on in everybody's head always and they fill the space with the noise of the rest of life of wondering what the kardashians are going to do or whether this podcast is going to say something funny and give me a little giggle here and there it's all noise because in the middle of all of that everyone has that same feeling that i am actually not clear about what any of this means and what it is i'm doing on the deepest level so you can either fill it in with noise, and that's what largely we all do. Myself, like that's 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 part of what I why I get like almost guilty about what I'm doing on Instagram is like, do I need to put more noise in the world? Like maybe we need quiet, but I, I, it doesn't actually matter. Like it's the noise is there. Like if we if we can find those moments of quiet to remember ourselves and those deeper questions we have, 
then you, you come into touch with everybody on earth, ultimately. When, those, when people find those moments, you're in connected, like, solitude with all those people. We all have the exact same question. It's at the heart of all religion. It's at the heart of all science, is trying to understand what this all is. And uh, I don't know. Every now and then, I think it's nice to talk about these sorts of things because the rest of it's going to go on, and we can talk shit about the rest of the shit always, and I can, will continue to. I was gonna like move in. I was gonna move into like dick and fart jokes and on the guest list, off the guest list, but I don't think we need to do that. No, frankly. why not? Why not? You see, yeah. we could, we could, we could remember that we're having a serious thought and the con consideration of the fact that we're gonna die eventually, and tell a fucking dick joke. Why not? All right, you want to talk about dicks? I'll talk about dicks. No, I said dick jokes. We don't have to talk exclusively about dicks. No, I want to talk about dicks specifically, only dicks. Okay. Now Kenny's Kenny parked back up. Dude. Kenny's like, <laughs> I would just sit around and draw pictures of dicks all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Superman is so fucking good, dude. You know what? Speaking of Superman, when is the best? When is when is fucking Mince Plus coming on here, dude? No, never because he cares. <sighs> well, we don't do anything that bad, dude. You know how many people I've had I, that I asked to come on this podcast? Like, all right, well, let me take a listen first, and you're like. Stop caring. <laughs> what are the who? Like press secretaries? Who fucking cares that? Like, what is it that you guys have said that could possibly be a problem? No, uh, Ken Kenny and his anti-Ukraine well, agenda. No, I know what. Ken listen, I, I take that back. Kenny's probably said a billion things that are problematic, and I should probably check with my press consultant about being on this podcast with Kenny. You don't see that fucking outline of Vladimir Putin right behind him, dude? He fucking loves Putin. <laughs> <laughs> But, to, but I, mean, God, I want to get off this topic so bad, but just go, like takes me back to what you guys are saying about like, why are we hearing all this stuff and stopping to think about the roses and the marbles? But I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I cared so much for so long. I did nothing but fucking care and fought and I, and I won, I won the game. We won the game. A lot of us have, but like, I just find for me not asking those questions of like, why am I here? What am I doing? What am I trying to achieve? This isn't that. And now just enjoying my time here has been... Yeah, but you see, that's those two things are not mutually exclusive. Not, I'm yeah, not saying not, it needs I, to be like some active question like, oh, I got to write in my diary. What does the world all mean? And what's the meaning of life and all that shit? There's other ways to achieve that, like well, through what I, you're saying. I, to exist I, and enjoy life is the best way to... Like, I do it. When there's a problem or a big thing in the world or whatever it is, I'm like, how does this affect me? Does it? No. Cool. Don't care. Like, I envy your levity. I do. You do have a sense of levity as long as I've known you now. Like you do have a sense of I like I want to be successful. I want to be ambitious and I and I am all of those things, but at the same time I just I feel like I got burnt out on trying to figure out everything. Trying to All right, so Kenny, I'll ask you a question because now we'll take it away from you because like we all know that if you're talking about yourself, it's such a confused mess of like desire and ambition and all that. Like it's hard to get a straight answer. What do you what do you what would you wish for your two kids now that you've you're a, you're a parent? I oh. I talked to, talk to my wife about this. I wish I don't care what they do or what they like, but my hopes and dreams are that they will find something they're passionate about at a younger age like I did. I feel like that was one of my biggest gifts that I have ever received was knowing what I wanted to do from a very, very young age. Taekwondo. What? <laughs> Taekwondo. <laughs> Put, cue, cue the album cover right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hold on a second. 
I got to put I, I, Johnny, we have to show you what we're talking about. I totally forgot about that. I totally fucking forgot about that. While Holy you find sh- that again, it's just, I just want them to be happy doing what they're doing. I don't want them to get to 28 and still not, and I'm not sure what I like yet. I'm still dabbling. You know what? And if they're happy doing that, fine. But like to be able to find something you're passionate about young and then tunnel vision yourself through that, I feel like is a real gift. Also, also there's there, not to completely yeah. shit on what you just said, but <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with figuring things out later as you go no, along either. Like, of course not. Uh, I mean, I would have loved to have gotten a head start on things when I was younger, but I was one of those fucking idiots, you know, like, like Colin, like I came up, I didn't have, I mean, my, I, I had enough, but I went to school with kids who had a fucking lot. And, you know, when you're that age, you think that that's the stuff that matters. So I had this tunnel vision, you know, like I got to go to law, I got to go to, I got to go to a good school. I got to go to a good law school. I got to be a lawyer. I got to go to, I got to work at a good firm. And, you know, I completely lost myself at a young age and, you know, it kind of took me, you know, finding myself later on and realizing like, that's not what I want at all. I'm going to be miserable my whole life if I do it. And I've almost like, if you look like, Johnny said, you know, if you look back on your life as almost like a timeline, if I were to do that, I've pivoted probably two or three different times now. And I've loved everything I've done. Um, granted, they're all somehow related to music in one way or another. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I think as, at the end of the day, as long as you're happy right, and you right. can do that something, is... you can do something you're passionate about. I think that's that's the fuck. That's winning the game. Did you, Dude, you guys know you what it. the word passion comes from? Oh, it's got to be Latin, right? Yeah, Latin. It's passion. is suffering. Oh yeah. Oh shit. No yeah. way. Yeah. So. Fuck you. That's dude. fucked up. Did you know? Well, that it's I not fucked up. It's it's a perfect thing because if you want your kid to have passion, to be happy, that's like a it's an important good wish for them. I think Did it's not suffering like you don't want your kid to be torture like something it's the idea of suffering that anything worthwhile is painful and hard and requires effort that's suffering in a sense if you do it if you do it willingly then all the better that dude that's exactly how i feel though like regardless like i like the fucking strife like the strife i like the figuring things out i like moving the puzzle pieces I'm genuinely fucking happy. Like we said, our like bookend of the whole thing. I'm overly optimistic, but I'm generally a fucking really happy guy. Like I love this shit. This is fun to me. But if I've taken anything from this, it's that I might actually from time to time now take my foot off the gas for five minutes and like sit back and think about shit. Like, Smell the roses. There you go. That's maybe the word to use. I've gotten better at it. I really have gotten better at it in my life. Like I like I I was really you know bad like in it, my early twenties. You know it's like, you know it's a you know it's a huge thing. It's corny as hell, but it changes your entire perspective on shit. Especially when you're down in the dumps and you you feel like shit is practicing gratitude. And hmm. I have a journal um that my therapist put me on a few years ago and you know you sit back and when other people tell you like all the 
great, you know, when you're feeling fucking bad for yourself and, you know, you're in your fucking dirty diaper, having self-pity, when someone else sits there and tells you, like, you have A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z, all these amazing things going for you, you've done all these incredible things, you feel kind of stupid and it's embarrassing to, you know, have pity for yourself. So when you are in those moments, if you sit there and actually think, like, what you're grateful for and what you're appreciate, it completely changes your whole fucking mindset on shit. Well, I, would say, I would say that's one of the most important things, what you just said there. And gratitude, you use the word pity and gratitude, because I feel like self-pity is almost the opposite of gratitude. It is. And, and those two, they're, they're polar opposite, actually. You can't feel gratitude if you have self-pity. Because you're yep. self, it's literally by definition selfish, and uh, I think when you th- you say like you you feel gratitude for what you have, someone listed out for you. Here's a way, a great way to think about gratitude that is, uh, it's like a meditation almost, is to realize that the entire history of existence had to go through what it went through for you to arrive where you are right now. Everything. Imagine it. Imagine your parents. Whether they're good people or bad people, I understand there's extreme cases. I'm not talking like if your parents were abusive or whatever, like let's leave that the extremes out of the discussion just to, to for the point to be, you know, to make sense. But think of what your parents went through for you. Kenny will, understand, Kenny will understand this a little bit more now. Think about what their parents went through. Think down yep. the chain of existence from the fucking single-celled amoeba that's <laughs> crawled out of the fucking Bro. ocean and arrived where you are. And that's a, it's a good way to, ta- to taste a moment of gratitude. I, I, I don't do it. We, don't, we never do it. We spend Bro. most of our lives being like self-pitying little bitches. Bro, I was, so I was just in Italy for two weeks, and I was in some of the ancient ancient parts and like the ruins and shit and just seeing and envisioning what life was like back then is like fucking mind-blowing how the hell humans have survived on this earth as long as as long as we have (laughs) like i mean think about the dudes that like four or five thousand years ago whether it's in hindu philosophy or old jewish traditions or like the romans the greeks that where we have this idea of them as like primitive people like what ideas actually have we improved upon from those people like we're still reading the same shit like yeah we've got fast cars now <laughs> but is any is is anyone happier no oh, everyone's fuck fucking no. sad and depressed dude. now so dude, that's dude, a remarkable thing i was telling Colin this the happiest people i've met on this planet have the least and yeah. Like, like it's my, my family, like down South, like you're talking six, like six different extensions. Uh, I can't think of the word of, uh, yeah. Extended family that basically share one car, which is like a smart car, which is like a clown car. Uh, (laughs) no one, no one has a credit card. No one even knows the concept of what a credit card is. Uh, their closets are about the size of my trunk. They have about five outfits that they rotate throughout the week and then they get a new one, maybe two a year and they'll sub out an old one. And they're the happiest fucking people in the world, happiest people in the fucking world. And they live to be a hundred and they smoke and drink every day and they, they bitch about fucking politics and that's about it. 
Other than that, no okay. stress. Damn. Now, having said all of this, there's nothing I love more than money. So <laughs> I, know I've, I know I've used the word non-attachment or detachment from all the things, but if you're hit me up at my uh, Bitcoin address, <laughs> find me on the Instagram cash Venmo. I accept all forms to make me happy. <laughs> all right. I think that's where we end the, the therapy session here. Cause that's, I'm titling this. The episode is on the guest list with the cool kids and therapy session with Johnny Congress. I like, love that's, it. That's this really is great. What was. I'll bill Dude. you guys. Fucking Kenny looks like you pulled his teeth out. <laughs> Kenny's like, damn, that was a lot of feelings. Yo. I was paying attention so long ago. Oh. That's what I love about Kenny is no matter you, you cannot get Kenny to give a fuck. And it's like he's he's zen about not giving a fuck. And it's amazing. It really is actually impressive. I'm telling you. It, it is. It's a, it's a talent. This cruise control vibe, baby. Just be happy in the moment. <laughs> Living. Yeah, but I think that's what I think that's what makes us work though as a four person group. Like like you and like we like if we all fucking like Am I officially replacing Dave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean why the fuck not? Uh well he cares about the White Sox a lot. <laughs> he does. Don't you guys need Dave? Like, don't you need the big the bar stool? I guess Dante, you you're Dante's you're, bar stool too. You're down with bar stool, right? Like you're in with the mob. Yeah. The most great way of putting it. Yeah. But no, no. The thing is, I'm saying, like, within on the guest list, we all play our roles and we all have our different personalities and things like that. Like, if Kenny was me, it would be weird. And if I was I Kenny, it would be, be fucking weird. I used to be, though. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not saying my mentality is right. My way of thinking is right. But, like, I work with lots of young up and coming bands and they're always like, they want it now. Like Dante said, they want it now. Instant gratification. How do yeah. I get it now? <laughs> And I'm like, you guys are caring about the wrong. It's a real, it's a real problem, man. It's not just music either. It's, I see it in, like, I, I, I talked about this, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but hiring over the pandemic, and like, these kids would come in with like, offer sheets for you. Like, what are you gonna offer me? Like, <laughs> like the what, fucking what are your door, pussy. What do your benefits packages look like? What like, and it's just like, dude. Talking about a bartending position, like this isn't fucking, you know, a C-suite like, like level position. Like, what are we talking about? This younger generation, man, it's crazy. Well, I, I, I definitely like. I, I think the instant gratification shit sucks because I've, I've, I've been taught since a young age, anything that happens quickly probably wasn't meant to happen to begin with, and it's probably not what you think it is. And, like, it, and it's not going to satisfy you either. That, like, that's what I'm like saying. you. You're 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 over it almost immediately, and I mean that that's the that's the biggest thing I've learned is anything that comes easy, it does it's fucking it's useless not useless but you're gonna get bored of it really quickly. It's like think, Doritos, man. Totally, you gotta, yeah. you gotta eat a well long cooked, slow cooked meal. <laughs> Facts. I don't know, dude. Doritos are good when you're fucked up. Oh yeah, I love Doritos, but have you ever <laughs> had a Dorito and then not wanted another Dorito? It's like, no. if, oh, it, wow. if it gave you anything, you wouldn't need to eat four fucking bags of them. You're right. You're right. Wow. No, You're but right. I, I think the way to cap this is, though, I think we all have said important things. But more than anything, like, I I generally think we all have pretty good fucking lives. And I think we can all always improve. On yeah. certain, all can improve on certain things. Once again, eternally optimistic, dude. It's all good. Um, other Other than Dave. Uh, nothing's ever good with Dave. I have an idea for a show. What happens is you take people, 
privileged people like us that have got good, basically cushy lives to varying yeah. degrees. And whenever they've got a problem and they're feeling full of self-pity, walk them into inner LA, inner Chicago, sit them down next to a person who's homeless or what, whatever, however you want to use the, I don't know what the correct term is now, but someone that's fucking having a shit life and, and then make, them, have sex make with them. them explain their pr imagine that they're talking to their therapist but it's a homeless or an under advantaged person and make them explain their problems to them i guarantee you 30 seconds in everyone feels fucking great because just the the shame of having to explain how you've yeah. got it hard in your life yeah. to someone it's like you you can't even i can't even have the thought experiment without just shutting the fuck up whenever i'm whining and complaining you know yeah you're right Fuck them pussies, dude. Fuck them. <laughs> well, I think that's how we end this week's episode. We'll be back to regularly scheduled dick and fart jokes next week. But this was good. I like this. This is cool. That was Johnny, awesome. Johnny, come on more often. I think it's been two months that you've been on. I'm around whenever. I've I've quit the music business. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm doing woodwork and uh, sipping local whiskeys here in Austin, Texas. Texas. Dude, you're such a hipster now. You moved to Austin and became a hipster, dude. No, nah, I'm not a hipster. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. You, you have a dude, beard, you talk on podcasts, you woodwork, and you sip fucking whiskey. Oh, yeah, Dante, <laughs> you missed the entire conversation about how he's going to dye his hair blue and glue his hands to a fucking counter at Starbucks. You missed that whole thing. <laughs> um, I'll, look, I'll look for you on uh, Twitter. There you go. <laughs> Libs of TikTok. It's just Johnny Congos and the fucking Starbucks complaining about soy milk. Um... <laughs> All right, well, thank you to the cool kids, uh, Chuck English, Michael Rocks. If you're in Chicago, go check them out this weekend. Uh, Kenny is going to go wash his ears out after this condo. <laughs> he's he's going to go clean some diapers is what he's going to do. Definitely is, dude. <laughs> Next time you think you're having a bad day, any of us, remember that Kenny is seeing like thousands of diapers a day, dude. Uh huh. How many do you go through in a day? Almost 30. What? Oh. Two wow. babies, dude. Two babies. I mean, it's probably less wow. now. That was at the very beginning. It's probably more like 20 now, but still a lot. Wow. There's no joke, son. That's fucking gross, dude. You know how much these fuckers eat? <laughs> I don't know how much they poop, dude. No, let's sell this podcast immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next week. We do have big guests in the pipeline. I'm not going to say shit yet. I'm excited. I hope uh, Kanye, if, if, can we make a deal right before we go? If you get Kanye West on this podcast, and I'm not saying it's impossible, I believe it's in you guys. It's not impossible. It, it is very possible. If that happens, I have to be on the podcast. Okay. Deal? It's we said it here publicly, right? Fucking verbal contract. That, that's cool with me. Uh. <laughs> it's All not right. possible. It will happen. It, it will, probably won't be this year, but it will happen. It will uh, happen in the future. It will happen, but you have to promise me that you have to let him know that he's boring. If, dude, <laughs> I'll make that deal. Anyway, it's going to be 2054 when he's been <laughs> kicked out of the presidency and is facing like criminal charges. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. I, I got to go to the. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> I got to go to the studio. I love you guys. Uh, we'll love see you, you guys. Next week. See ya.